But Sean was a guy that was very insecure and very, uh, I think, weak as a person. Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Ah. We are going really well through New Gen, so we got to this pay-per-view, weren't we? Yeah, it's a really good run, and then this piece of crap came along. <laughs> you know it's going to be bad when the pay-per-view length is less than Thursday Raw Thursday and Royal Rumble Raw. I, I went to watch the end of this yesterday, and kind of um, went to the thing. I got to uh, the third or fourth match, I was like, there's, there's 20 minutes left. <laughs> Did I fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the main event. Oh, that is it. It's literally an hour 45 is the runtime. Yeah. Astonishingly short for a WWE pay-per-view. But it was their highest uh, buy rate of an in-your-house pay-per-view since... It was their highest in-your-house buy rate since... Oh, I've lost my stat. Don't worry. This is really good. (laughs) This is good podcasting. Good podcasting. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. um, Best buy rate since Good Friends, Better Enemies, nearly a year earlier. Nice. It did uh, did 141,000 pay per view buys, which is 141,000 more tickets than the uh, Authors of Pain um, promotion has sold tickets for. They've got a 10,000 seat arena in Nottingham going ahead in four days' time. They've sold 350 tickets. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the authors of pain, as in wrestling, uh, wrestling Ray- entertainment society, Razar and Aikman Razar. There you go. Yeah, sure. The, I know the, wrestling. The two uh, Alcatel phones, right? The Aikman and the Razar, <laughs> <laughs> who are not Brits. No, are running a show in Nottingham. Yep. Which was supposed to have um, Nia Jax versus Lana as one of their big feuds, and Nia Jax oh. basically been online all week, going, "Not on the show. I'm not on the show." And they're like promoting a meeting greet with her. And she keeps on quoting on Twitter going, I'm not on the show. Holy and, shit. and Lana's coming out going, I'm not on the show. But it's got um, Mojo Rawley. It's got No Way Jose. Right. Um, Eric Young. Banging lineup. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think tickets were hugely expensive. See, the thing is, right, that we could go because Warhammer World's in Nottingham. <laughs> I like. I don't know if we'll be able to get tickets, Rich. <laughs> Can you put them up? Can- 10,000 and what? More than five star, less than five star? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say less than five star to start with. It's quite a thing. It's if that 350 people turn up. Yeah, sure. God, it- that's nuts. I did not know about this at all. Really? I think you mentioned bits and bobs about it, but I don't think it really yeah, sank it, in. It got postponed before. <laughs> And now it's, uh, well, it's due to go ahead in four days and um, Mojo Rawley's just said, hey, I'm going to be in London for on Thursday. Anyone want to hang out? Fucking hell, okay. And uh, three people have commented on his tweet from about four hours ago. Right. So he's obviously a big money draw. <laughs> I mean, sure. No, yeah. Aikam and Razor like have got nice that uh, sweet it. Motorola and WWE money. <laughs> They're off to the races. Yeah. So, speaking of WWE, we're doing part seven of our Road to Montreal podcast series. WWF In Your House 13, the final four! Oh, wait. Disappointing. If only he'd come out to that music. I know they tried, but yeah, sure. God damn, what what are Europe doing that's costing them so much to use their music? Absolute arseholes. And then what the Pixies doing? Sure. I don't know what happened there, because suddenly he's just swapped his music to the... Which is a good song. Jefferson Starship, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
But having Pixies for the last 18 months, it's like, oh, it's Orange Cassidy. Sure. Whereas then having, like, quick thing. Yeah. Oh, Chuck Taylor, who was on the pay-per-view in the WrestleTalk News. It's like, uh-huh. Chucky e. T wasn't in that match. That was Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Oh, did someone fuck up? Someone was like, yeah, Chuck Taylor. He was, he was, in for, he was at Forbidden Door, but his contract looks like he's expired. Oh, uh, I think... He was definitely in BTE this week. He was on Dynamite, wasn't he? He was on Dynamite, yeah. It's more the point that at yeah. Forbidden Door, I think uh, yeah. there was a case of mistake. There, someone got proper Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oh, okay. <laughs> and well, uh, hmm. they, they watch enough AEW, they should know. Who did the news? I think it was Andy D. Oh, well, yeah, he's an idiot. So- <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite people at WrestleTalk, genuinely. Like, Andy is, it comes across as like a complete weirdo on the internet. I'm very aware, in person, or genuinely the nicest, most, like, Don't caring the person ever in existence. <laughs> like, when it's people's birthdays and stuff, Andy's the first guy to be like, oh, we should do this for them. You Aww, know, that kind of guy. person. Yeah, really, really good. You know, took in, like, you know, um, yeah, friends and like give you a room and stuff if you like you know, i was like oh i'm stuck in london for the night he's like oh come stay with me i'm like no it's all right <laughs> i'll braid your hair rich come and stay with me sure, sure. oh all right so um yeah so uh final four yeah okay final is an interesting word well i can tell you why it was called final four rich please go ahead because you know as we saw in our last episode uh go and look at our archives waterwrestlingpodcast.com um Shawn Michaels gave up the belt, but the final four stipulation was supposed to be to clear up the controversy of the Royal Rumble Ah. and to become number one contender and to go and face someone at Mania for the belt. Of course. Which was going to be the final four in the Rumble was Austin, Brett, Taker and Vader. Right. So that's why it's the final four, because they were, oh, clever WWE, Mm. the final four. As as per last week, um, our friend the dog outside <laughs> has decided to join us for the podcast so i'm gonna shut the window shut up roman <laughs> didn't sound like a big dog it like sunny <laughs> no so february the 16th 1997 live on pay-per-view network blah blah i haven't actually got the uh the rating you said it earlier so. um buy rate was 141,000 buys um to do cool. attendance 6,399 not bad which is 6,399 more than a going to WES in Nottingham this week it, you asked me for a gimmick this is all I had time to come up with it, it's more than 6,000 more than they had the show for Raw last week to be yeah, fair yeah that was like, di- that was dire but it was still a packed out small arena yeah like, you know yeah it was weird I don't know why they chose that venue in Massachusetts. It's very strange. On the on the way to where we are tonight. Oh, it's a stop off. It's okay. We'll save on mileage. Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> it's quite a distance. Well, you know, got to have a stop off somewhere. <laughs> it's good. We're, we're the UTC Arena, just to throw it out there. Be a problem. Oh, the Utk. <laughs> yeah. Don't know anything about it. Didn't look it up. Not a nice looking arena. No, it looked like crap. Better yeah. than Canada looked a few weeks ago. True, but still not good. You can tell this no. is nearing the attitude this is where they're struggling against wcw gates are down yeah no in your house sir disappointing uh, just just a bit of scaffolding like a brit rest show or something i was just like what the fuck Bullshit. this is wf like yeah. you've got the set i can understand why they're moving away from this they're trying to modernize and everything else and let's be fair as much as we love the idiot house set it looks a bit 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 cheesy early 90s it's jerry colorful. springer talk show sort of background yeah. stuff yeah it's fun but it's not it was a signature metal 90s you know yeah late we're, 90s i mean we we're still a couple of years away from having as we said before like um system of a down playing like the the packet pre-packaged videos and bits sure. and bobs 
But again, fair play to WWE. They've only had a few days to film this lovely start to the show. Yeah, pretty which, decent. Which, uh, oh, doesn't focus on the final four. <laughs> but before we get into that. Oh, yes. Shall we look at WCW and ECW this week? No, because we, that's after this event. And we'll have, if we're going to do the Monday Night Raw afterwards, oh, we'll need to compare it because it's pay-per-view weekend. Because it's Thursday Raw, Thursday yeah. into the Sundays. So there's nothing's happened. Yeah. So if you want to find out what happened yeah. on Nitro and ECW, go back and listen to the last episode. Hey. Episode 130, Raw, Thursday Raw. So we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and on commentary, we have Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, but no Vince McMahon. No. Disappointing. I genuinely missed him. Really did. You, the three-man booth worked so much better with them. Yeah. This is obviously the first step into the letting King and JR run it yeah. and go as, as, as a two, right? You've got your dynamic. We know who's the heel. We know who's the face now. And, and off we go. It's, it's like a married couple at times arguing. Yeah. You know, it's like Jim, Jim Ross has obviously been taken over from Vince over the last few months. He's been doing more and more of the play-by-play, less and less of the weird yeah. semi-heel character thing he was doing previously. And Jerry Lawler is just one-liner Jerry Lawler, creepy douchebag. Yeah, Jerry heading Lawler. into the actual era, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, yeah, not, not a pleasant listen, I would say, Jerry Lawler. No, from from what we were saying at the start, like for the last six episodes, which are three of them, I think because Vince is there to calm it down he a bit bridges that gap between yeah. jr's very serious practical this is pro wrestling and lawler's let me make my jokes vince was kind of that nice in between that kind of bonded the two almost yeah he was missing very much but yeah. they had to let him free at some point and again the chemistry blossomed unsurprisingly because they did brilliantly absolutely but i said still not as good as Heyman jr people I agree yep. pe- yeah a lot of people don't they go no no it was king and jr and i think it's because Heyman and, and jr were only together a short period of time but yeah. It's like when you have Bobby Heenan on commentary. You may have not had as much experience for like six years of JR and King side by side, but Bobby Heenan on commentary will trump everything. Yeah. Heyman and JR is still like, the Heyman comment the first time he got the, the debut with Trish Stratz in the ring barking like a dog. He said, Mom, I'm in Washington and I'm going to get to see Bush. <laughs> it's great shit, man. <laughs> ever, ever, ever the opportunity to Vince in the middle of the ring so he can't be shouted down headset. Absolutely, dude. It's um yeah it's it's strange not having Vince here and he's been so quotable the last few weeks like I've found myself walking around like everyday life the word unbelievable has found its way into my lexicon yes way too often <laughs> no it should be there permanently I think it's from listening to Vince Excalibur every week yeah. just like two shows a week just, unbelievable I love it I love the way Excalibur tries to always directly imitate Vince's mannerisms and such sometimes anyway so on uh, this show tonight we've got a dark match did you see this this was the Godwins in a dark match wasn't it it is versus you, the Headbangers have you seen They've done a table for three slash five on the WWE Network with BSK, motherfucker. Yeah. I watched the... F- so, <laughs> I watched Money in the Bank live. Right. Okay. And I uh, also watched the UFC at the same time because they were on exactly Ooh. the same time. Terrible for WWE because UFC, I think, is significantly more popular. But WWE's doing all right at the moment. The well, I mean, obviously, they had to switch stadiums because they were doing the big stadium yeah, and they switched across to MGM, didn't they? Yeah, which is sensible. 
Yeah, you know, when you've got a big empty stadium like that. Well, like, Nick, you know. Nick Khan was right. It doesn't matter if you've got if you sell twenty five thousand tickets in a sixty five thousand seat stadium, yeah. you're still making more money. But then if you're only going to sell like thirteen thousand tickets, then you're not going to want the big stadium. Yeah, that's the problem at that yeah. point. I think. Um, so I don't blame them for that. You've got, you've got to aspire yeah. as a company, but it's sad they can't fill out the stadiums they try and fill out. But yeah, but it's a Saturday show, night, and it's in Vegas with the UFC. They yeah. haven't got hope in hell. Exactly, and the big big thing that got to me was i was kind of mostly watching the ufc you see the ladder spots going on you're like oh it's kind of got my attention at times but mainly focusing the ufc ufc's uh, card was absolute killer as well like top to bottom like really really good um important matches basically fights i should say but anyway because i've got to the main event and i'm watching the men's ladder match and they're doing yeah. the thing and austin theory wins and i sigh a bit and go okay fair enough and then i'm expecting the main event to happen and then it just transitions into table for three and i'm like oh this looks quite funny i'm thinking it's an ad like not realizing that's the end of the show because i'm like there's no fucking way they're gonna end the show with austin theory winning the belt and that's gonna be it or the the, the fucking ladder shit or whatever and i just like so i started watching this bsk thing in about 15 20 minutes i was like wait wasn't this a pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of accidentally watched it um i what are you going to say? About I, everyone loves the story of like the Undertaker returning to a hotel room and finding Henry Godwin's false teeth in like um, a pile of vomit. Pile of puke. Yeah, delightful, isn't it? Undertaker's <laughs> changed a lot since 1997, hasn't he, in this yeah, pay-per-view? Sure. Did you find um, the bit where Taker's doling out the jack to all these lads and Godfather's going, no, I don't drink anymore. I take it going, here's your drink. <laughs> yeah. A bit scumbaggy. Like, yeah, basically, I don't drink anymore. Guns and fights. This is how we do wrestling. Sure. Table for five. Like, I'm happy we're not in that world anymore yeah. with wrestling. And then know? when poor Dennis Knight turned up, you're a piece of shit, Dennis Knight. You're late. Eh, you're a prick. You're a prick. You're a prick. Right, that's in the show. I haven't got to that bit, but okay. Oh, well, it's <laughs> table five. Mid- mid- yeah, that's why it's called table five. There's only four of them for right. most of the show. Okay. And Dennis Knight turns up. Not naked, not naked, though. That's a shame. Doesn't that? Obviously, they've all aged terribly <laughs> other than Godfather. Yeah, well, you know, wrestlers. You know. I, I like that big Kishi was there going, but then this happened. Don't, 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 don't roast me. Don't roast me. Leave me be. <laughs> but yeah, but seeing, sure. take, seeing Undertaker now yeah. upsets me. Seeing Undertaker back in this time, I like 1997 Undertaker. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. He's definitely the, the star attraction on these shows, I would say. Yeah, outside of Brett and Sean. Yeah, sure. Even, even Brett has lost a bit of the shine now. Sean isn't there to be the ag- aggressor to. Yeah. I don't know. Just just from the reaction of the crowd. Anyway, blood for the blood god intro. Join the Black Legion. Um, <laughs> I'll play Vince's intro, I guess. Yeah. What does it mean to be the World Wrestling Federation champion? For Shawn Michaels, the most flamboyant, courageous, athletic champion ever, it undoubtedly meant the world... Tonight, four men, four superstar athletes consumed by the quest to become champion will battle in one dangerous no-holds-barred match. Four men with bitter scores to settle. Four men who in times of desperation were not quite the role models we once adored. And most importantly, because of a cruel twist of destiny, they are four men fighting for the title, willing to go to any extreme to claim victory willing to sacrifice it all to become champion so basically sean's got an ouchie four-way in it yeah and 
makes sense now, the logic of the rumble. We get a promo for Austin explaining it a bit later of why he's not the automatic case num- you know, choice for main event. Sure. Yeah, the problem is, though, knowing what we knew, it was like, okay, Brett's going to win because he's going to go and face Sean. Sure. But as it had changed, so had this been the original fa- Final Four, I'd been like, well, obviously, Brett, because he's got to go to Sean. But going into this, I didn't remember who won in the end. Because okay. I, kn- I remember the ma- the event at Mania 13. I was like... Because you know who's got the belt going into Mania 13? You're yeah. like, he's not in this match. Yeah, I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> I know, obviously, Sid gets the match the next night on Raw. Yeah. Fine. But I was like, but how did... We can't have a one-day transitional champion. Well, let's find out. Well, this is all part of the conversation in the... A lot of what we've been talking about is who's the law wrestler, who's Vince backing, who's doing the work and everything else here. And for us, it's a lot of Sean being a prick and Brett kind of putting up with it and trying to be professional. Yeah. And again, this whole show highlights Brett as quite a good human being in terms of like work ethic and, oh yeah, you know, all that sort of Very sh- things giving. You, things you, uh, things you value in life, I yeah. guess, as a worker and such. It's a shame we didn't have the same thing at Rumble. I obviously don't spoil our main event when we get there where it's just Brett and Austin for the whole thing. Sure. I yeah. still think that was a really nice touch of the Rumble that they didn't really interact with anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, final four, Austin, you know, heating up as a bad guy. Take has just come out of his feud with Vader. So that's nice. They're there. They've got Brett in there. So everyone has a story in the main event and now they've got the richest prize of them all. Sure. Because someone <laughs> cried off like a little bitch. <laughs> So no pyro, no big intro, intro apart from this little video package. Like no pyro for a pay per view. It's just like what in ninety eight seven? Sorry, they spent it all what on Sean's retirement. Ninety seven. Sorry, spent yeah, all right. that's it. Oh, we used it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, just uh, just Sable's music. <laughs> yeah, not not Marmara's music. That's Sable's music. Yeah. Every time I hear it, uh, and Jr. Welcoming us to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Your House. We are live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where tonight a new WAF champion will be crowned. As Jr. is talking, the camera pans to show Mark Merrow and Sable making their entrance. Sable is not wearing clothes more than she is wearing clothes at this point. We are definitely reaching into slutty Sable territory. But the same can be said for Merrow. <laughs> Merrow and Sable wearing less clothes than they have on. Sure. But, but Merrow still- was always like that. Sable, this is new yeah, Sable. She this- was wearing clothes and dresses and stuff last week. Need to get on now Sable she's- Bomb. She's just, yeah, absolutely. Fuck it, I want that t-shirt. Um, but Sable here is wearing S&M gear. Yeah. Like flower. She does not look particularly comfortable about it either at first. No, but we know what's happened backstage. Do this or I'll continental you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Don't get in the limo, whatever you do. Yeah, um, it'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> enough about Vince. What about the limo? JR says this beautiful line. It's a guarantee that somebody's going to leave on that Chattanooga choo-choo with the gold around their waist. <laughs> I like fuck it oh okay boy I chuckled when that came out yeah, everyone loves sure. a Chattanooga choo choo <laughs> that's so silly that's what Braun Strowman would have done when he was doing that like big train noise over it on Raw before he got fired <laughs> uh, uh, again no in your house set as we've talked about just a typical indie kind of like bit of scaffolding this was house show WWE set out with a yeah. pay-per-view ring apron it has the WF ring has one or two kind of in your house banners like yeah. right up in the rafters so you barely see them if you're no. not looking for them there's no 
titantron there's, there's no, no branding. staging there's there's literally not there's not even a fucking carpet no on the entranceway it's just the scaffolding and that's it no branding that's a big yeah. thing huge no because, logo nothing and i appreciate you looking for buy rates because obviously if you're buying the wwf pay-per-view you're sure. gonna know it's wwf but if you're showing it to a mate or straight to dvd later and we see an advert later on the network for hey you can get wrestlemania on video vhs in the 5th of may yeah like a month after the event which is great but you need your branding absolutely 100 yeah. percent, you need your branding and that's the thing i th- it set the scene for me, like, we've been having a really good time with these new gen shows. Yeah. And just going into this, I was excited for it until I had this opener. And it was like, it's another dimly lit, poor displayed. It's like they've gone, ah, fuck, Sean's not here, so don't worry about it. It's basically Vince, like, I'm not even coming out on commentary because yeah. Sean's not here. And I'm not going to spend any money on Pyro because Sean's not here. And then we'll sort something out with the belt. And then we'll fuck up all our plans later. Absolutely. I've never seen a pay-per-view like this called in more than this one looks like it was. December to Dismember was better than this. Because it had branding. And it yep. had like at least the bauble-esque thing. Hmm. I know it's very difficult to go, what are we going to do with the final four? Uh, a diamond shape because there's four corners of something. But we can't <laughs> do a square because that looks shit. So we'll turn it around to be a diamond. Yeah, But that's it. Just bring the raw set, at least. Yeah, something. have something. <laughs> you know, anything. Having nothing, just I, I switched off automatically. Yeah. And starting a pay-per-view, okay, good to get the crowds going, because I, I assume like Godwin's and Headbangers probably was a good match, because they're good workers at sure. that time, yeah. but both into their gimmicks. Solid heel, solid face. Yeah. Makes sense, you know. But going into this with, hey, we'll start the pay-per-view with Mark Merrow and Tits McGee <laughs> and Leif Cassidy. Yeah, who doesn't get an entrance. No. What? Like, no no big pyro, nothing to get the crowd going, no weird, man. Yeah. So Why strange. am I interested in that? Why is this on a pay-per-view? We've not seen anything on Raw yeah. leading up to these two, because we've seen Mero lose the belt and just transition away from that scene. He's not in any feud, so it's a case of, ah, oh, fuck, we'll get Sable on the pay-per-view. Leaf uh, Cassidy is still on his, Al Snow, still on his fucking rocker's gear. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he looks awful. It's awful. <laughs> and, and the match isn't that good. No. Leaf Cassidy's barely been on any of these Raws. Like, he's there occasionally, just kind of like, he's on pay-per-view more than he's on Raw. He was on pay-per-view with Flash Funk. It's the really last time weird. we watched the Rumble. So that was got it. Opening match pay-per-view, I'll get Al Snow. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's this logic? Chuck him in the Mississippi River in a few years. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> That's funny, at least. But yeah, this... And even, like I said, with Sable being so uncomfortable, not like being in her Hellcat sort of gimmick at this stage yeah. before she went heel manager into baby face with heel marrow she looked uncomfortable so i didn't buy into it leif cassidy no point mark marrow pretty finisher yeah hell of a rack too and sables there (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, the spanish commentary team is here uh hugo is here brutal brutal triple a's finest hugo savinovich you want to drop a can you read that you know what it is. Burrito. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mero gets eight. Count them. Eight Catherine wheels of in-ring pyro. Eight of them With for bo- Mark Mero. Two for one. <laughs> they got me a discount. Yeah. So I chuck them on. So it's the Sid treatment where they have the grid that comes down from the, the, the fucking, what would you call it? The lighting rig or something. Yeah. And then just fucking tons of pyro. It looks like they're going to set fire to something at some point. But nothing to start the pay-per-view. Nah. 
just just this little moment when Mark Murray's already in the ring. Weird. Al Snow gets no entrance. Uh, Al is still wearing his Rockers gear. Opening match is a pay-per-view again. Uh, so yeah, Mark Murray's table versus Leaf Cassidy. Oh, that's hard to say. Leaf Cassidy. What a shit name. <sighs> I, I literally have nothing. Because he was doomed to fail. Oh, the yeah. new Rockers. Point of Marty Genetics. because they both, both got brown hair. Yeah, where's Marty, by the way? Rehab. Yeah. Okay. Probably. <laughs> We don't need to check, really, do we? Considering what, you know, <laughs> considering the what he messaged, like posted out last year. Yeah. Oh, I might have accidentally uh, offed someone. Oh, it was just a joke. No, it was just a joke. Just a joke. It's but whatever, it was a joke. But whatever you do, don't dig it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dig don't, around don't, it. Don't check the police reports. It's a joke. It's not my hotel. Don't, don't worry. It's my hotel room. Has anyone seen Jimmy Snooker recently? <laughs> Div- divert. Divert. <laughs> So Snow slaps Mero. I'm calling him Snow. Uh, and we're off. The Al Snow in 97 reminds me of Johnny Gargano now. Yeah. Boring, well, boring, no interest. But excels doing spots for sort of sake. Except, I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful because I don't know Al Snow's wife, but at least Johnny Gargano's got a hot wife. True. Um, Snow works Mero's knee. Uh, I miss Vince a great deal. That's an interesting question. Well, I think about it. No, well, yeah. we're already stuck for time, but this isn't much of much much left to cover on the pay per view once you've got through these. It's not matches. a great deal. Yeah, sure. Um, That's some funny shit, but like, yeah, wrestling couples. Yeah, have there ever been a wrestling couple where the female is a better wrestler than the male? Because I was going to say, I think <sighs> Gargano is good. I think Candice is not as good i think the closest you've got is becky and seth because i know yeah, becky can work sure. and seth, but seth They're at the moment good almost yeah. yeah and then i was thinking well brandy's better than cody <laughs> but she's not technically in ring at the moment you know so that's, that's, not, that's not true <laughs> yeah I know, that's not true. <laughs> cody's very good but i started thinking so Stephen triple h <laughs> <laughs> not as better than a man but oh on fairness actually yeah lita was better than matt hardy uh, i'd agree with that 100 yeah, percent. well Depends what period Lita we're talking. Anything post, like, coming like back stuff, like, I just can't watch her do moonsaults. It terrifies no. me. But S.A. Rios stage Lita. Yeah, sure. Much better than Matt Hardy. Yeah. There must be some luchas out there that are couples. Yeah. Where it's like, you know... Psycho Clown and Murder Clown? I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> Mero does the figure four. Uh, Sable moves the ropes closer so Mero can grab them. She's can, a heel now. Can she do that, Jerry? Unbelievable. Yeah, death. these heel tactics as well. Like, yeah. Well, that's why she's dressing more slutty. Ah, do you think? Because she's a heel now, so she's got to be a buxom wench, as so Jerry would call her. So if Mero's meant to be a heel, why is he not doing heel things? Apart from, like, you know, Sable's doing heel things. Exactly. Well, she's the bad, bad, bad girl. But he's also bad doing, girl. like, you know... Hurrah! And his little disco eye thing he does when he taunts and such, which I, it still makes me piss myself laughing every time he does it. But that's the, that's the heel taunt. He's doing this like fucking. <laughs> what's that from? Like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. You, go, oh, you do know. There you go. I know the dance. Yeah, sure. He's literally. You expect him to go, oh, I was a teenage weird. Your folks wished weird. You know? It'd be great. Banging song, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure don't know the film but i know the dance and i know the song cool uh i did top five all-time films so. which to be fair you know I've, I've seen the dance i've seen the song so it's probably no point watching I the movie i hate you sometimes <laughs> well no I'm, I'm sure it's very good but i would be like when's the song coming that dance is really good right job done yeah sure uh um just, no, just, i'm just gonna talk about wrestling <laughs> 
Snow goes to confront Sable because, you know, she's being a prick and cheating. Rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. Literally the words I have written. On <laughs> okay. Sable fucks up Al Snow because, of course, she does. So Al Snow slaps her tit, <laughs> grabs her by the wrist. Say thank you, daddy. <laughs> I love that shit. Love that shit. <laughs> leading to well some shitty selling and sloppy moments to be fair but then uh, enough about their sex life what happened in the rest of <laughs> <laughs> Mary does his uh, disco fever torn that puts the, the yeah blah 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 uh, shooting star pressed by Mero just for the one <laughs> two three and the winner is Mark Mero yeah I call it a falling comet rather than a shooting star oh, I thought he was going to land in his head Look really bad. Yeah. Proper proclaimed himself. You know, there's like two ways of doing it. There's the smooth yeah. that looks like one motion and the up and then down. Way. Yeah. The Lesnar way, as you say. Yeah. He, he he went up and then almost came down a little too soon. But luckily he didn't. Yeah. We're still all alive. And Mark Marrow, what a surprise. Yeah. This is the dude with a broken neck, by the way. Yeah. Madness. Why the fuck is he doing shooting? Why is he trying to get over? Yeah. And I'm going to be a heel now. Now I've got to talk, walk around with my slutty wife. Sure. She gets sluttier. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, piece of shit match, right? Awful. Yeah. One really bad. Spots for spots sake. Yeah. No logic to any of it. Just No story, no nothing. One Sloppy. Also talking Mero through it. Al has no fucking clue what he's doing at times. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing at points, right? Uh, not the fun spot fest. I'm sure they were hoping to open the show. I mean, what were they expecting, though? That's the problem. It's your pay-per-view. I know a lot of your plans have been thrown into disarray because Sean's out. Yeah. But what did they expect? What did they think was going to happen? We've seen Leaf Cassidy, and he's not good. We've seen Mark Mara as a face, and yeah, he's all right. He looks like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But none of the stuff he's done, even with like the... Go on, Mark. Mark will put the title on the line. Even the stuff with Perfect before Perfect got retrospectively injured and sent out of the... Well, well maybe that's the problem in that they've seen Mark Mero with Triple H and yeah. even like Rocky and stuff, people like that, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. And then you've seen Leaf Cassidy with similar sorts of people like Gold Dust and whatever. Like good workers. Flash. Fuck. exactly yeah. good worker again and now you put them together and like these two put on good matches with other people it'll be fine <laughs> booking nightmare absolutely and then the weirdest moment on this show happens i literally have no fucking clue what was going on here after our discussion last week about honky tonk man <laughs> and him looking for his protege protege is that we're going for okay honky tonk man makes his entrance as the match is kind of still finishing i would say yeah. like it's really weird yeah, we cut to a video package of sean crying on thursday raw thursday day raw thursday uh they replay almost the entire fucking speech losing his smile and all even this pay-per-view uh the sean bailed on vince is making all about yeah. sean it's it's the opening video package they played the whole speech after the so first sure Michael's match pay-per-view. it really is he's not here he's bailed on them poor sid's not getting a payday it's it's I've said it before, it's embarrassing, but this is weird now. It's almost like this was planned between Vince and Sean mm. again. Because like Sean must have been like, Vince, I don't want to do it. Sure. What are we going to do? His contract's up this year, Vince. Yeah. Why are we going to give him the belt? And Vince is probably going, it's a good point, Sean. It's a very good point. 
really does feel like something's afoot. Yeah, because someone who you know is not going to be on TV, who would follow the WWE products to buy in your house, to then spend it all about going, ah, it's not a case of these four men will go for the championship. Here's a retro on all of these four guys because this guy dropped the belt and that's all we're going to talk about because Sean's not going to be on our TV. No, no, no. If you think about the cost per minute for putting on pay-per-view TV... They had Sean in about three minutes of the opener and basically another five minutes here. So eight minutes of an hour and three-quarter show, you've already given a quite considerable chunk of time to Shawn Michaels and we see him later. Absolutely. So, Do do you think Vince is a war a bit with Sean and he's just like, I know he's going to come back. We'll just keep keep the name there the whole time in the forefront. Do you think it's more than that? Do you think it really is that they've got in their in cahoots if you will well obviously the screw job is a work but well is it it? (laughs) but then it makes me think this is very much like we said last week of the sean go sort yourself out yeah and that's why vince is still showcasing because i suppose i agree with that yeah and i wonder if it's the same thing like if you get a photograph of a dead relative in a TV show and that actor then gets a little bit of royalties, I wonder if Vince is a oh. bit like, if I use Sean's image, I can therefore feel I can pay him because his likeness is here and therefore I can give him some of the pay-per-view money because I, I love Sean. so, dude, yeah. I, Very I mean, interesting elements that fit into this story. Yeah. I mean, all of it is based on pure speculation and yeah. assumption and sure. no no rhyme or reason for any of this to be accurate because genuinely he could have lost his smile and damaged his knee but we both know the last part is definitely not true because <laughs> he lost his smile because he had to lose to Brett I agree absolutely so um, blah 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 what, uh, one match in and we're replaying the entire speech from Thursday Raw Thursday we talk about quickly Brett Austin Sid Vader for the strap later tonight and then we cut to not back to the ringside where Honky, Honky Tonk Man's going yeah. to be <laughs> We go straight to a Kevin Kelly and Sid thing. Yay, Kevin Kelly. I'm going to (laughs) tick. What was the Honky Tonk Man thing? Just like Sean, we need to get him on the show. But yeah, what's the point? Did they cut too early? I have no idea. Because even like from a two-hour pay-per-view, because that's when your houses were, finished 15 minutes early. Yeah. It's not like they took sections out of this, this show. Everything that was on this card was on this card. So what did they... Did they cut it too early? Did the pay-per-view genuinely finish 15 minutes early? Or how? I don't I, know. I, I assumed that we would do the whole Kevin Kelly stuff. We'd do whatever backstage bullshit. Next, we would make their entrance and we'd have Honky Tonk on commentary like we did last yeah. time. Nope. <laughs> it's just not there. Just has an entrance on pay-per-view and then we don't see him again. It blows my mind. Weird. <laughs> really strange. WCW levels of stupidity. Yeah, Ad- adding to the what the hell is happening on this show? Yeah, really weird. Ridiculous. This is. This must be just a kerfuffle of get everything, just chuck it on my view. Yeah. Just do the show, no matter what. Get the belt onto the Blank. person. Yeah. Oh, we promised Honky he'll be on the on the um the, the card. Keep Great. We'll get him in dance, there. You know? yeah, yeah, sure. Good old Honky Tonk Man. So, <laughs> Kevin Kelly's backstage with Sid. Uh, Sid says... Uh, <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you, you, you 
plus. It's basically how an orc looks after a baby, or what they do in Gorkum Orca. Here is one step where I'm going, wah, daka, daka, and red ones go faster to be a proper fucking orc in Gorkum Orca. Absolutely. Bloody love Gorkum Orca. What a great game. Never the same when they re released it, Speed Freaks. What about Sid? Any opinion? What's he? What? I. I I was a Sid kind of mark before we started well, doing this run. I, in, in, <laughs> that's in fairness, that's like, losing its value to me. His in-room work because of who he's working with has been good. Yeah, sure. He's had good Max matches. Sean, Brett, et cetera, et cetera. But his promos, all I remember is good promos when he feuded with Hogan, like the core 911 thing. And that was really like when he went from like baby yeah, blue yeah. turquoisey trunks into black trunks, Sid. Sure. Now he's bodyguard Sid, who basically Vince has gone, oh, Sid, um, funny story. Um, Sean and Brett aren't going to main event Mania anymore. And that means what you were going to do is going to change a little bit. Uh, let's give you more camera time. Yeah, yeah. And then Sid's gone. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Vince is the king of promos, right? Yeah. Especially in like 97, 98. You think about the great promos that are very much Vince led. You see that footage of Vince standing behind the camera, winding up Austin, Rock, Big Show, whoever, to get these great promos out. Yeah. Vince must be standing there, listening to Sid. I wonder, is Vince even at the show? I mean, maybe not, but this is more than one occasion. With Sid. Oh, well, yeah. This I mean, not as good as like the, pool, <laughs> the poolside promo where he attacked Brett. Remember when we were doing like one of the previous shows? Right. I think we were, I think it was heading into Rumble. Okay. And um, like, they were by the pool and then they all started brawling by that thing. Oh, I don't remember a pool. I remember the one down the entrance ramp a few weeks ago. No, there was like an off-site um, interview. I'll see if I can find it. I'll send it to you later. Sure, it's definitely one of the <laughs> Very memorable, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not been great for Sid. In-ring so far, because if he's been working with Brett and Sean, been very good. Yeah. 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 I, I have no idea what he said in this promo. I watched it three times. No fucking clue. I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of, Hi, everyone. I'm really looking forward to my match tomorrow, Monday Night Raw. Have you seen Sable tonight? Fuck yes, me. Absolutely. Have you seen Liv Morgan on Saturday night? Fuck me. Yeah, sure. I'm happy for it. Chef's kiss. Sure. For for the for for, for her ring gear, not for the booking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hated the booking, but happy she got the belt, you know? So. Yeah, the Ronda Rousey handshake at the end was a bit shit. Hate that. Cringe. Absolute cringe. Hated it. Ronda, very good. Yeah. Raise, raising the hand while standing in front of her to get the camera time. Congratulations, you beat me. I'll have that belt back in two days. Yeah. See you on Smacky D. Yeah, absolutely. Are they Smackdown people? I don't even know. Who knows? The fact that you um, messaged me went, Money in the Bank tonight. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I found out literally 12 hours before. Followed by who's on the card. Yeah. Think about who I work for. Yeah. Think about how often I talk about what's happening this week in wrestling. No idea Money in the Bank was that week. Tell you what, I have done wrestling-wise AEW this week. Uh, I've bought Mox's audiobook. Thanks. In and I'm I'm sort of a few hours through because I thought, well, I've got to drive to see people yesterday. I've got to drive to folks them back. So cool. Yesterday, a few hours in. It's amazing how having him actually do the narrating of the book, and you're oh, like, that's nice. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've never been that. I've always thought his in-ring work was really good. His CZW stuff was really good. I enjoyed that. I love it. Though, like, even though I'm not a big deathmatch guy. Sure. But I liked his character and the stuff he liked, the ex- the explanation for why the Mick Foley feud didn't happen right. was really interesting. So I always thought it was a case of, oh, Mick got really fucked off and that was it. But that is not the case. What was the case? Uh, Mick didn't get cleared. Oh, okay. That's so Mick true. was pissed off. 
because it was like stop sending messages about my family but mox was in the uk with an old flip phone so he right. didn't get messages internationally and as soon as he landed back because he'd been away going fucking hate mick foley's family mick foley's family and he got back and was like oh shit to loads of messages from foley going what are you doing i've told you to stop right okay but um but yeah really interesting to be able to have i mean i know it sounds silly i'm not a big reader but i'm interested in stuff like Uh, this me too but i also if i'm at work i don't have time to go i've got to do this but I also, so I can have it like a podcast. See, we're parents. When are we going to actually have a chance to read, you know? I mean, I hate reading books. <laughs> I find it I find it so boring to read stuff. Okay. Cool. I do it because I do it for my job. Yeah, sure. I get that. Oh, yeah. the finest point of regulation. What do I want to do now? Read law from Warhammer? No. Talk, phone. <laughs> Tell me about this law on Warhammer. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. But, um, yeah. but yeah. So um, I'm currently listening to Lord of the Rings, on the audiobooks. Yeah. So I've never read the full things. I've read The Hobbit a million times. But never read Lord of the Rings. Good, too long. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'll get onto that in a second. But it's read by Andy Circus, and so the guy who did Gollum's voice in the movie. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I love oh, don't know who Andy Circus is. That's brilliant. <laughs> I live in a, I, li- I live in a cave, mate. It's it's yeah. I'm pretty I rewatched sure Andy Forgetting Circus would have been mentioned in that cave at some point in your life. Uh, no, I've never heard that name before. Okay. I uh, rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall the other night, though. Inside brilliant. of you, inside of you. <laughs> I've seen that film. Barely remember anything about it. It's uh, the one with Adam Sandler and the girl forgets her. Drew Barrymore, is it? No. She forgets who she is? Forget no. What's Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Marshall is... Um, That's 21st Dates. Yeah, sorry. Is, oh, Mia Kunis is a, in Hawaii. She's a receptionist. Yep. Why can't I remember Big Lad's name? Then they end up with Ashton a vampire. No, end up with a vampire musical. And that's that 70s show. You're just clutching. <laughs> They've been in other things together, I think. Uh, Russell Brand was in it. Joan uh, Hill was in it. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to the arena and, oh, Flash, you are so funky. And the honky-tonk man, oh, wait. My first thought is, what happened to honky-tonk man? (laughs) Flash, funk. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have honky-tonk come out and do a dance, don't have Flash Funk come out after him and do a better dance. Yeah, too cold Scorpio. I've realized that he's gone full BB Hulk in his, like, dance routine here. It's amazing. Do you know who BB Hulk Nope. <laughs> so uh, Dragon Gate? Yep. The guys used to do the dance routine with the dancers and everything. Oh, okay. That's BB Hulk. Ah, oh, okay. So this is meant to be a funny reference to Flash Funk being like BB Hulk, ah. but it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to dance, y'all, but also cares about equality. <laughs> five years ago today was... I'm still pitching it. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Five years ago today was the Usos versus the New Day battle rap. Where oh, nice. they made the uh, reference towards saying, E, keep it PG rather than go and raise it R like your good friend Xavier Woods. Oh, because he pounded Paige. Do you know the thing that we discovered about this life? Oh. So we had Sam Roberts uh, on Quizlemania. Yeah. With Wale, who was the rapper guy that was. Who was doing the, the MC in for it? Yeah, yeah. sure. And so uh, they wrote that line and all this sort of thing. So while he's going off on Sam Roberts, they have kind of like kayfabe heat with each yeah. other. And then Sam Roberts goes, what's that thing Vince said to you about that line, Wally? <laughs> and Wally was like, don't know what you're talking about. Like, just completely <laughs> no-sold it. But yeah, so basically what seems to have happened is that during that battle rap, Wally said something or written a line for them that Vince has been like, you mother. <laughs> and Sam has seen this happen. <laughs> and has brought it up at a later date. 
genius. Yeah, really good. Sam Roberts, I love that man. He gets a bad rep, but fucking hell, he does a good job with what he has. Sam Roberts has been given a bad rep because he's become successful as a wrestling fan who's now been able to infiltrate the business and make a fuck ton of money out of it. That's and playing the character to annoy people to get more money. Sam Roberts seems again never met him in person, but Sam Roberts comes across with people who work with him as a very intelligent, knowledgeable, but also very giving celebrity in the wrestling profession absolutely dude um can genuinely say from a bit of the behind the scenes genuinely amazingly lovely bloke um maybe that's gonna hurt his gimmick a bit but you know whatever um i heard he was a prick <laughs> there we are we'll balance it <laughs> there out we go, um but the big thing is i uh before money in the bank they had this show there was like ultimate money in the ultimate bank money, yeah network. i've seen these on the network yeah so I sam was one of the people giving his like these are the 10 people mad camp <laughs> Mate, the 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 uh the names he had in his list, I was like, yep, all ten of those, hundred percent, I'm in on. Was Bigelow in there? Uh, yes, yes, well done, Sam. <laughs> Just like Good exactly, lad. Good lad. like one, two, three, kid. Bigelow, perfect. Like Brett, like it was just all the yes. names you want to see, you know. Hundred percent. I was like, Sam. this guy knows wrestling. Like, yeah, can he's you imagine the fan. young people of the network going, "What's a one, two, three, kid?" <laughs> it's like a make a little noise, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, oh dear fuck, what was I going to say okay so the uh, the opposite end of the scale did you watch the pre-show for Money in the Bank god no no okay the panel from left to right if I get oh, this right oh not Rosenberg uh, Booker T he's got some good takes at the moment awful human being <laughs> <laughs> terrible to it's almost to. like Triple H new <laughs> okay who's the Irish lad uh, Patrick Kelly yeah I I, I don't get it who was on commentary on Raw last night and apparently did quite a good job okay I, I'm on this panel thing I find him intolerably annoying I like wrestling it's, 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 it's less the accent and more just how they constantly interrupt each other and such yeah okay then Kayla Braxton is that her name yeah I always think that's um, Tony Braxton Tony Braxton's kid obviously yeah exactly the same and then it was jbl and then the guy you said pete rosenberg yeah what a horrible combination of human beings to have to listen to for a fucking hour however wwe doing this going black man homosexual bisexual and woman (laughs) in kayla braxton tick 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 we've got it sure i thought Uh, you called it jbl gay which is even funny pete rosenberg disability sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like I'd much rather have Sam Roberts than any of that. Hundred percent. Think about all the human beings that love wrestling in the world. These are the five people you have for an hour to talk to. Them. But Rosenberg's got a radio show on. <sighs> blah 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 blah. Serious X. I think more people listen to our show than to his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, and good to see JBL. He's a uh, yep. What's like that? One of the worst human beings in existence. Poor Blue Meanie. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much more to it than just that. Like, oh, yeah, he's a brute. Yeah, but th- that's when you look at the other end of this table, the sound things, you've got Booker on one side, JBL on the other side, yeah. and fucking Prick Rosenberg. Well, just Why does anyone value what these people say about wrestling? They've got bitches about Vince. They've got NDAs I'm, about Vince. I'm sure they still stop backstage, you know. They're probably in limited. JBL Forst. Jack yeah. Daniels on The Godfather 2 because The Undertaker told him to in wrestlers court. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Next up is six-man tag team match of Bar Gun, Flash Funk, and Goldust. Yes, you heard me correctly. <laughs> We're accompanied by Marlena versus the Nation of Domination of Crush, Savio Vega, and how many cues are there? Farouk, who are accompanied by Clarence Mason, D'Lo Brown, 
JC Ice and Wolfie D. Good old Farukanon. I forgot that gimmick. <laughs> These two rapper dudes look like they're queuing on people, definitely. 100%. Yeah, really do. But what's nice here, again, is like we've got The Nation. Yeah. They've been in a feud of Ahmed Johnson. The Nation are the best book people on this entire yeah. run so far. So let's get them on the pay-per-view against a really odd trio. What's the fucking point? Now, the thing about this, right, is I remember just immediately going, what a weird six-person combination. Like, that's so strange. But then they immediately show you a bunch of video packages, right? And so four weeks ago, the Nation of Domination screwed Bart Gunn in a match with how many cues are there? And that's why he's in this match. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks ago, Savio Vega kicked Gold Dug in the... Gold, gold Dug? In the Golden Nuggets. Gold Dug Dug Dug. In the face versus Crush. So that's why he's here when they were in Canada. Yeah. Scorp is also here. Because he likes... Dancing Flash <laughs> Punk. <laughs> I still think he'd be a perfect member for the Nation of Domination. The comedy yeah. to fruit. But they've got Clarence Mason. He's the comedy, yeah. What the fuck? How is he it's in every match? He's always there, does nothing. I am I again, not to accident accidentally joke races at them, but I was speaking to uh a N wrestler the other day and he sure. went, Do you reckon Vince when Bivens got the call up went, Wow, Clarence Mason hasn't aged? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, but no, because Vince isn't there because he's not the CEO anymore. Yeah. Creative, creative, creative. He's been on TV more than he ever has been. Yeah. Oh, that's all awful. Still, Bill and Dollar Company. You got shares in uh, WWE. At least that stock isn't diving like crypto or tech. Fuck. Yeah. There goes my garage conversion for my office slash podcasting studio slash fold down Warhammer gaming table. We'll just have to budget it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Fold out. <laughs> the, br- the the mortar falls out of the wall at the it's same like, time. It's like, you know, you could buy the slow falling <laughs> toilet seats and you could also have a normal toilet seat. We'll have a normal one. It'll be fine. Why would you do that? <laughs> Genuinely, there's nothing worse in a house when you just hear this. Clonk. Yeah, it's like, sure. how fucking hard is it? Dude. so i just replaced my toilet seat this is really interesting <laughs> with uh, uh like a one where a kid can sit on it as well yeah, yeah the, the 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 center tray sort of thing exactly yeah. right so it's got three seats or i like to call it target practice <laughs> <laughs> sure. i don't know why i overdid it by holding it with two hands <laughs> always exaggerate definitely um never underestimate you never do this <laughs> target practice Hang on, how's it gone internal? Try and but like, <laughs> the, the, the main seat is slow closing. The top slow closing. The middle bit that the kid clang, uses. Clang, clang. Like every time she goes in there, she's like, bong. It's like, oh, it's so stupid. My favorite Awful one, design. my daughter upstairs is like, to re- for her to be able to like push the, the flusher all the way through, yeah. you've got to lower the loose seat. But if she's tired, she just goes, Donk, sorry, daddy. Because she like, turns around and I'm like... <laughs> you got a top load of me. Seething. Easier. Absolutely seething. <laughs> I'm not paying for any more fucking DIY. We've got a top load she has to take two fingers because she's too weak to do it with one hand and go... <laughs> like all the way behind it. It's adorable. Which is, you know, talking about toilets, that sums up quite well how what this match was. Well, <laughs> JC Dice and Cracker Jack Adams do, the, do their rap. <laughs> I wrote some of it down. I thought, oh, we could get some analysis because there's oh, yeah. fuck all else on this show. 
So they say blugger, 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 something. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. <laughs> What's that accent supposed to be? <laughs> I want to see. It's what it sounds like. What they say. Uh, don't diss the man. He's gonna rush your mother. Listen to what I'm saying. It's for real, not playing. Farouk is the match. So kinky, kinky, star play. <laughs> I swear that's what he says. Oh, kinky, 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 kinky star kinky, play. <laughs> well, they're trying to be like going to go back to um. Uh, remember me where they were going to go ging 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 oh come on well over my head so oh, I'm so dating myself a classic club that rings a bell remember me oh yeah and what yeah there you go yeah, okay. And you thought singing the Mountie was going to be annoying in your head. You wait till you got that in your head on the drive home. That's a banger. I forgot that song. Absolutely banger, John. Do you want to hear a, song, a story about songs? Yeah, always. It's better than this shit show we're covering. <laughs> so, I was on a holiday in a Greek island somewhere when I was Ooh, about like 10. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you going on your holidays. I love that, like, it's this, this thing of just because the foreign country was expensive. No, no, this was like 50 quid, you know, or teletext job. You know? Collect the vouchers from the sun. Yeah, really, like, my family's not a sun family, but yes, I yeah. do, don't insinuate that. I was going to say, of all the things we've said to each other in the four years in this podcast, my family don't fucking read the sun. You take that back. I, uh, I, I would like to again apologize for even insinuating you would dare read that for anything other than the artificial inse- artificial content of page three just the daily mail in my <laughs> i wonder if they're gonna have a busy day for print this evening i mean there's plenty going on isn't there anyway. so uh um, yeah so there was a song played at like the discotheque or whatever at the hotel you know the kitty thing uh that i had stuck in my head for years and years and years and years and years but i was like 10 i didn't know the name of the song i didn't know what it was so i went about 20 more years trying to work out what this song was i love doing things like that it's so frustratingly brilliant okay i'm in the car with ross coming back from band practice one day and i hear it come on his thing only ross is stupid and wanky enough to have a 90s pop song (laughs) by a white canadian rapper with a jamaican <laughs> accent <laughs> informer by snow you know informer yeah that's the song <laughs> i spent years trying to work out what that song was <laughs> i hate it now and, <laughs> do you, and do you still know what the lyrics are after right? informer yeah. down that's the lyric wait isn't that the irish guy on the pre-show panel again <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh talking about rapping and stuff so vanilla jaywell drops a by any means necessary and i'm like hang on you're very white but there's also a whole verse dedicated to clarence mason and rightly so the star of the show i'm gonna try and catch the lyrics next week but i didn't catch them this time because i was like fuck we're winding this ship <laughs> but like, you know next week i'll see if i can catch it because there'll definitely be more nation you'd imagine yeah i mean they're not going to forget a long-running storyline heading into Mania where hopefully we'll get the payoff. Honestly, the way they've been booking the nation, specifically Farouk, he should be heading for the main event. He should be heading for the main event. It's not a bad idea. But why isn't Farouk in the main event, Rich? Because <laughs> he's got to beat the shit out of Ahmed Johnson in a few weeks. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> Nothing to else. do with his race or anything. Because Vince doesn't know how many cues are in Farouk. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, Farouk tries to cut a promo, but Goldie attacks the nation and domination. We are the nation. We're running short Face. for time, boys. Face. Goldust. 
Well, they, they he did get him kicked in the face yeah. by Savio of the nation. But as you were saying, also short for time. Obviously, we'd have time to fill. Yeah. Got to get on with the match, right? That Puerto Rican, uh, well-dressed nation member. Mm. Yeah. Dino Brown's still rocking at ringside because I haven't seen him for the last few weeks as one of the he nation members. Because so. he, was, he, he was one of the first ones down the tunnel with other generic man who obviously never made it into the nation. So yes. we're two suit boys. The big chubby guy. Yeah. Who gets in the way when they're trying to get in the ring. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> I'm surprised Fruit didn't knock him out. Bring awareness, boys. <laughs> Bring awareness. But this is the, yeah. the, this match, and again, start, start to finish. I appreciate there is long-term storytelling. I say long-term storytelling. There's a reason for the match. At least there's a reason yeah, for this sure. match. But well, it, pff, it's about as tentative as the reason can be. But it was a case of gold dust we're going to see a bit later. Mm. And it's just like a glorified squash. It's very thrown together. It's stupid. And I love the fact that Crush is still in the nation. <laughs> yeah. Because JC. obviously coming from Hawaii means you're... you're well, he's a jailbird tax. Well, exactly, with his little... Uh, painted on painted dick. Painted on dick. <laughs> the Samoan submission mishlong. That's great. Samoan submission schlong. Mishlong. I'm going to stop talking. Um, the Samoan submishlong machine. That's good. That's very good. Oh, I appreciate a good word conundrum. I, mean, I wish I'd, well, I, I I did make some dick references during my uh, stand-up comedy return. Delightful. I, we should probably talk about this on the pod because we briefly mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, we did. I tried so hard to get there, but Cineworld being Cineworld. Co- Coach Wicked and his wife came and to, cool. to watch at the back. So you you briefed me a little bit how it went, but go on. Yeah, I was really good. So I arrived there and I said, hello, I'm Pierre. I knew comedy there was something tonight. to ask you about. But and like, it was like, oh, are you... Uh, are you are you one of the performers? Are you one of the acts tonight? And I said, well, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I, I am. <laughs> it's like you get a free drink. And I was like, I'll get that after I've performed. Because I was like, I don't want to drink like a pint band. of coke because okay. in case I need a wee during my set. Sure. Same thing as like bands. Yeah. Drink afterwards, and also if I drink fizzy, don't get a fizzy tummy before playing in bands or obviously doing this. Sure. And then uh, there I was got a to the y- point where I didn't care for the last two years. <laughs> I was like getting, drinking and eating everything. There was a young kid who was like, oh, are you, uh, are you on the show tonight? And I was like, yeah, are you? He was like, yeah, I'm Scott. I was like, oh, hi, Scott. Nice to meet you. I'm real world name. Yeah, sure. And he was like, oh, brilliant. I was like, so uh, he was like, because obviously I went in. I'm Tax Williams. I, I went jeans, t-shirt, suit jacket, okay, you know, nice. comedian attire. Sure. This kid, he was like just wearing street clothes. Yeah. And he was like, oh, are you the compare tonight? I was like, nope. I'm performing tonight. And he was like, oh, yeah, me too. You must have done loads of gigs. I was like, one, 11 years ago. <laughs> and he was like, oh, right. And I said, yeah, it went that badly. It's taken me 11 years. And I jokingly said to him, and it was here. It scarred me so much. <laughs> and this kid just went white like a shit. And I said, how many gigs have you done? He said, this will be my eighth. <laughs> nice. Sweet deal. And I was like, oh, cool. So it turns out he was at like the, the Kent Uni as part of their comedy society. Right, cool. Um, and he was like, and I was like, oh, so how old are you? And this was in the Draper's Arms, which used to be a restaurant in Canterbury called La Trapiste. And they've had a few bits. Okay. Opposite where Decent's used to be on the corner of Sun Street. I know where roughly where it is. And um, sure, sure. he said, like, yeah, I'm 19. And that stage, it clicked me. I was like, I had my 19th birthday meal in this fucking party. I had my 19th birthday meal here before you were born. Nice, dude. Which made me think, I, yeah, did, my, sure. I did my last stand-up set 11 years ago when you were eight years old. 
you were still probably like sliding, doing like wicked skids in a school hall. So I'm going, I've done a wicked skid. And I'm sat there at the walnut tree in Maidstone, sure. dying on stage. But this went quite well. So at this stage... Maidstone is not a good... Bl- it's the first comedy show. But at this stage, I wanted to get nervous. Yeah. But also, unfortunately, competitive nature kicked in. Okay. And I sat there and was like, right, I think I'm going to be all right. Then uh, a girl from their comedy society came and sort of joined the table, and I felt really old. When she, are we going to go to like Tokyo Tea Rooms after this? I don't even know what that is. Apparently, it's a nightclub in Canterbury. We have a nightclub called Tokyo Tea Rooms. Mm, very Japanese themed, apparently. And uh, where? Then, she, I don't know. Canterbury's tiny. It's like two streets. She she turned to me and she was like, um, "Are you going to come?" I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like that when I was 16, to be fair, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm sure. 38. Yeah. People of my standing shouldn't be hanging around with 20-year-old girls in fishnet and stockings. I've only been to a nightclub three times in my life. Once got the shit kicked out of me, which was not nice. fun. <laughs> yeah, horrible. <laughs> uh, second one was when I was a fresher. I met with some friends. Uh, third one, whereas there isn't a third one. I've only been to a nightclub twice. There you go. Carry yeah. on. But the, uh, the compare host arrived. Really nice guy. Turns out uh, the Gen Pro uh, ring announcer. Sure. Yeah, so we had a nice chat about wrestling. Um, so that was good. And then he was like, so here's the order. Read them out. And I was like, right, I'm not on first. Great. Not second. Not third. So then there's the interval. Then uh, Hannah, you can open after the interval. Then Stu, you'll go. And then we'll have uh, Mary if she turns up to a headline. Jeez. Did, did, did they know you hadn't done comedy in a long time? I, yeah, I basically said I haven't done anything. Right. I said, you might as well assume that this is my first gig. Holy shit. They still put you like the one before the headliner. Yeah. Probably because they thought everyone would have left by then. <laughs> but if they're waiting for the headliner. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah. I'll, I will only go on uh, Coach Wicked's boy, and he felt that I was one of the better end of the scale, scale there, man. which was yeah. nice. And I started thinking, yeah, I enjoyed getting nervous. I cool. might do this again. Okay. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Because it's something I struggle to relate to because nerves are a horrible thing for me. Like I have them just like coming here, you know what I mean? Like it's weird. <laughs> I have to fight anxiety like every every moment of my life. So the ambition to like want to be nervous is really weird to me. Like I can't comprehend it. Well, I think because the thing is like, I was saying this to Coach Wick at the last wrestling show we were at. Sure. And he was like, how are you feeling about tonight? I was like, I, I couldn't care less. Yeah. And that's when I realized things- I have got to that point with bands. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And it's not like an arrogant thing. It's a case of, I know what I'm doing. I'm, especially when I get to work alongside Matt or work with Matt, sure. it's a case of, I know it's going to be good, so I don't need to worry about it. You just need some dickhead to hit you really hard in the back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sorry. so stand-up comedy, good. Glad to have done it. Yeah. And then it, it was good preparation for my big thing. So in a fortnight's time, I'll be up in London doing my shoot job. Uh, I thought it, you were going to say I'm going to a London club. And I was like, hang on, that's a no, big step. No, Let's no, do no. it. No, no. I was about to be like supporting a friend. Like, I'll, I'll get there. I'll be on the train. I'll meet you there. But it was, um, yeah. So then I'm doing my big uh, shoot job role in front of two and a half thousand accountants hey, nice. uh, next month. My state, in fairness, I say two and a half thousand accountants. I'm on like, they've got the main stage for like the keynotes in the morning. Then my my one is the first main stage thing after lunch. And I think it's like 1,200 okay. capacity. That's place to be. People are eating and they're comfortable yeah. and rested. You know? 1,200 accountants watching me go, hey guys, guess what? And the thing that's not bothered me or irked me at some point, I think I said this to you last week about being told to record a showreel yeah, for this. You did, yeah. Um, now, I have to go to Milton Keynes next Thursday for one hour to dry run my interview with someone mm. in front of our leadership team, which I'm okay with. But in my mind, 
in the time where there's a cost of living crisis, budgets are being cut. Cost me about hundred quid to get on the train to go to Milton Keynes. Yeah, sure. Not, not Which my, my employer pays for. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Great for them to do it. But I'd rather them put that money in the pot to help other parts of the business. Not like I mean, for your billion your, dollar billion Australian dollar <laughs> company, sure I don't think something. we're okay. Yeah, but like the, the, uh, having to go to Milton Keynes, not my favorite place. Especially for a day, and it's going to be one of yeah. two things: sweltering hot. So I'm yep. going to get to King's Cross, sweat walking to Euston, sweat on the train up there, and sweat walking to the office. Or it's going to piss down with rain and I'll look like a drowned rat. But hey, if my day job is sit on a train, go and talk for an hour, come back, sure. sit on a train, there could be worse jobs. Yeah, You can go skiing in Milton Keynes. You can. Well, our office is near <laughs> where we saw New Japan. Oh, right. Okay. I, I don't know why that's good or bad. Oh, it's just a, it's just just a, a just landmark. A <laughs> just happens to be close. Argos is near it. <laughs> Showing off, in it? So an Argos that isn't in the Sainsbury's <laughs> must be important. Got Argos in your keys. Ah, the laminated, the laminated book of dreams. Yeah. As Bill Bailey I, called I think it. they've got computers nowadays, but like, you know. No, because you, in case you like wank off over the three pound bracelet. <laughs> got to wipe clean those, those magazines. I used to love the Argos catalogue looking at the wrestling toys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, where sure. every Christmas it'd be a case of circle what toys you want. Every single wrestling toy. My dad would go, I'm not fucking buying you that. Nice. <laughs> I remember one Christmas where he'd pissed away all the money and he, then he promised me and my brother on Christmas Day there were no presents, but we'd go to Toys R Us on Boxing Day and we could buy it and we could pick some presents. Oh, okay. So we went there and I was like, wow, look at these WCW figures. Like there was the, the ones which like just not the Hasbro ones, just there, Ric Flair on Anson with the belts. And I was like, okay. I know Ric Flair because he's in WWF now. Who are these other people? Like the first real introduction sure. to WCW. Yeah. And my brother was obviously, look at all these Sylvanians. Ah, sure. So I was loving the wrestling toys. My brother was loving the Sylvanians. We we're really excited. Our dad was going to let us pick something for Christmas. And then my dad bought a Skeletrix and we went home. I mean, I like Skeletrix, but it's not the nicest thing to do. He played the Skeletrix. <laughs> okay. He bought the Skeletrix for him. Me and my brother got no toys. It's almost Fuck as good as the time that he said to my mum, I think we should buy a parrot. And my mum said, no, don't buy a parrot. And what my dad heard was, she wants it as a gift. <laughs> so I went and okay. bought a parrot for her. And I do like the irony is that a few years before my dad died, the parrot, still relatively young, sat on its perch and just went, <laughs> and some of the people looking after my father and treating him had su- had suggested at some stage that it might have actually been the parrot that gave him what killed him. Really? <laughs> so, lesson learnt, listener. If someone says, <laughs> what the fuck? Don't buy that. Don't buy it. This took so many left turns in the last <laughs> few minutes. I'm so just thrown. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Fucking parrot. Parrots? Like bird flu or some shit? Like- well, something. Yeah. Mate, it's even walking around like, you know, like, Leeds Castle. That sounds really posh on a podcast. I almost resisted saying it. It's just the place we go for walks. Where I live, yeah. Leeds Castle. I own it. Sometimes I put the drawbridge down. It's okay. So they had big like bird flu signs. Don't touch the ducks and yeah. stuff. You know, because they've, they've only just away. been able to release like wildlife due to avian flu. You've only been able to release your chickens. Sure. Welcome to the world of middle class, where the chickens <laughs> have been in storage for a long time. So like, there's kids running around. Like, there's so many ducks there. You can't literally just grab a duck. Like, they're just hordes of them. I you don't know? think you're supposed to grab. No, them. definitely not. But there's kids going up and going, "Hello, ducky," and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, get away from them." 
I don't want to die from some stupid kid at a castle, you know? It's weird. Anyway, uh, Nation One. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the match, JR tells us the Nation of, da- nation of Domination are going to cheat to win this like 10 different ways. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, there's a line here that I have to throw in just quickly. Farouk calls Flash Funk a southern black <gasps> redneck. Yeah, I caught that. Uh, <laughs> what's a southern black redneck? Uh, Flash Funk. Apparently so. Who's f- mainly New York based, from what I understand? I can imagine this game, game show. <laughs> Flash Funk. What is it? <laughs> I'm a exactly. redneck. Unbelievable. I think it's just Farouk going for, you know, Uncle Tom lines again, but just... But likes Flash Funk, so isn't as aggressive. Yeah, always that. He does not like Ahmed Johnson. No. Uh, Nobody Ahmed, does. Yeah, JR mentions Ahmed Johnson's not here because he thinks he has an injury or something. Yeah. It's very brief, but do we know what's happened there? Because no. Ahmed's not on the show. And you're no, he'd only just come back either. from injury. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of notorious. Going to get our mania payoff, hopefully. I don't, I don't know. I deliberately haven't gone back to look at the 13 oh, card. Me neither. I hope he's on that yeah. show. It's got to be there, hasn't it? If not, this has been a lot of work for no payoff. Yeah, fucking A. Uh, bloody, 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 blah. Flash Funk is really fun. Uh, JR mentions Armour Johnson isn't here. Brett Ropes Bulldog by Bart to Farouk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Crush drops the leg on Bart. Always three, brother. <laughs> for the one, <laughs> two, three. Of the Nation of Domination win the match. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. Sure. A mute Doc Hendricks backstage with Stone Cold Steve Austin. They forget to turn his mic on for yep. a bit. Uh, Austin talks about the controversy over him winning the Rumble or not winning the Rumble. Austin shits on WCW. He goes, they've held me back for seven long years. <laughs> good promo. Sets the reason why he's not main I, event. I don't know if it's good. It's okay. We don't have the benefit of instant replay or whatever the line was that he gave. Yeah, it's like we don't use the instant replay rule yeah. in wrestling. And he's right. Yeah. Austin won the Rumble. Technically, yes. Now, do you think this was the plan all along? Because obviously we've got a whole pay-per-view based on this fatal four-way to win, to, to go to be number one contender for Mania. Yeah. Do you think this was how they were going to give Austin the rub to win the Rumble and always had a plan for the eventual winner? Or do you think this hmm. plan suddenly changed? So the Rumble's too well booked for this not to be... They wanted Austin to mind. win and screw yeah. over a Brett. I imagine that they would do Brett Austin leading in Samania. Uh, Brett would win and go on to beat Sean. Yeah. But this is the last pay-per-view, isn't it? Before Mania? I don't know. Because Mania's in April... Unless they've gotten in your house in March, which they might do. Yeah, sure. But it's very close to Mania because obviously we're mid we're mid Feb at this stage. Well, they've already had Austin and uh, Brett feuding. Yeah, but they're not going to blow it off on a Raw. No. Which again makes me think: Was this always planned? Because you've now got Brett and Austin feuding through to Mania. Why would you then just go? Oh, and now in a four way match. Yeah. Austin's out and we're off to whatever's going to happen at Mania against Sean why would you invest all this time just to have it thrown away and not have a payoff so unless there's another pay-per-view another in your house before we get to Mania I'm starting to think is was this all planned yeah it's weird because um, if it was they really fucked up on the mania 13 main event <laughs> yeah absolutely that's obviously rushed in there yeah i feel like it probably would have ended up being sid and sean because sean wouldn't want to work bread 
Yeah. <clears throat> so what else do you do with Brett? You kind of set him up with Austin. That's quite. Or have the yeah, first cool. taker, another taker, Sean at Mania. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I, um, when I did the uh, the Pritchard clip for last week, yeah, he goes on to talk about look, it's it's either Sid or Brett. Yeah, and Sean's going, oh, I'll wrestle Sid, and Vince is going, no, you're going to wrestle Brett, and Sean's going, no, no, I'm, I'm going to wrestle Sid. And Vince is like, no, no, you're gonna wrestle Brett. And Sean goes, well, fuck you. Then, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it does seem to be the case. Yeah, but again, Doc Hendricks, good promo. Well, good to have him there. I I could say sure. good promo because it is set, it's explained what is happening. Yeah, it's explained why Austin isn't going straight to Mania. Mm-hmm. So it did its job, and you could tell it's Austin early doors and you said anything that shits on wcw for the seven years is always funny absolutely uh cut back to triple h who's already making his entrance he's pretty much in the ring while we cut back to him i'm like yeah why are we cutting the entrances this is part of the show and they make mention too once again because we didn't have mr hughes last week it's like oh and he hasn't got a bodyguard this week absolutely hang on fucking wwe repetitive booking i just saw this on thursday <laughs> But we get something very special. Mm, very match. good. Finally, after months, uh, we get a replay of Rocky being Triple H for the IC strap. And so we get this rematch. Um, so this brings me to the point where something I said last week's podcast, where I went back and looked at the history of like these two wrestling each other. And I got very wrong. I suggested that maybe they hadn't wrestled that much. <laughs> I missed like, a fuck ton. Oh, shit. And then I, what I realized is that all their matches are like, backlash judgment days smackdown when no one's watching rules when nothing happens yeah like triple h and rock have had a long history together but almost nothing of significance has ever happened between them SummerSlam, and then the main event and then the winged eagle yeah that was it almost everything is like you know they're in the main event of wrestlemania but there's five other people or something stupid yeah man in every corner exactly but yeah it's which one's the moron it's like step escapes It's like I was very wrong that they hadn't wrestled much. They wrestled tons, but none of it has been very significant at no, all. Like, no significant storyline. Just weird. a great card match to have on a card. When you think about who they are and what they're capable of, like they fucking hated each other, probably. Yeah, maybe terrorizing. <laughs> so WF Intercontinental Championship match of Rocky Maivia, the current champion, versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, Rock builds as being from the South Pacific. That's not a place. No, that's, that's a, a musical. That's an ocean. <laughs> good old South Pacific. That's a great musical. I don't know that. Musical? Oh, yeah, it's good. You've got a very in-depth knowledge of musicals. Well, you know, theatre, A-level in theatre studies, and, you know, musical performance. Indeed, yeah, sure. I'm intrigued how musical that became important to you. Not because there were good films. parties. So I went to a boys' grammar school, and you got to do the musicals with the girls' grammar schools or the girls' private school, uh, and there was always an after-party where I would strike out, but at least there was an opportunity. And there were lots of rich girls. My favourite thing is one of the rich girls who I'm still friends with. Cool. Uh, good old Lorna, very, very, very good friend of mine. I remember uh, riding my moped as they're all riding there, driving their lovely cars their parents had bought them. And I said to Lorna, I said, oh, what's your postcode so I can get there? So I can look it up in my little map. Pete's delivery map. And she's like, it's this. I was like, oh, what number is it? And she's like, oh, no, that's the, that's the postcode for my land. <laughs> And I remember riding wow. my little moped up this giant like track to where someone had a beautifully well-kept and maintained pool outside their house in Selinge. And I was like, nice. Right. <laughs> really out of my depth. Like All these people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. Are you going out holiday anywhere? No, I'm working at Pizza Hut this summer yeah, sure. to pay my parents' mortgage. Yeah. 
because my dad has pissed away the money once again. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I hang out with poor people in the summer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> oh, but but so, yeah. So like half my family was mid-in, the other half was like real working class. And so it's like, uh, yeah, it's on both sides of that. It's weird. I much prefer the working class side. But now I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are the wills? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't want to have to deal with those dickheads, but it's handy having enough money to be able to do stuff. That's always nice, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, Rocky is Aquaman. Uh, Triple H trying to embarrass Rocky early, slapping him across the back of the yeah, head, all that love sort of that stuff. Spot. Really, really good storytelling here. Yeah, Triple H is just not a cunt. He's fucking great at his job. Yeah. Rocky's a plucky baby face doing cross bodies and drop kicks. What more could you want from wrestling? Tick, tick, tick. Finally, a match I can get on board with. Absolutely. First half decent match on the show, and it's not even very good. And had I not seen it three days prior, it would have been lovely. Yeah, sure. Because unfortunately, other than the, the the high spots and the hot hot you know hot shine at the beginning from Rocky, yep, it was the same match as Thursday, um, exactly the same, except the finish. Because as we go into the finish, mm-hmm. Gold Dust appears of post nation beating with Marlena. As Goldust is coming out, Jr. does drop this line about Triple H. Though, did you catch that? I didn't. So just before we get to that bit, because it's a really good one, and I've got a joke. Oh, this is a high, high expectation now. <clears throat> JR tells us Triple H had a wrestling tutor since he was five years old. I didn't know Lawler trained Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a good one. Well, well played. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldust comes out. It's to the ring to do a sexy dance for Triple H. He even slapped his bum. Oh, Very yeah. considerate. Everyone loves a bum slapping. Rocky gets him as like waist lock. <laughs> Beautiful bridging suplex. It's a backdrop. Beautiful bridging suplex. <laughs> as called on commentary. Backdrop. So like when Masawa does a backdrop driver or like yeah. Marafuji or someone like yeah. When people do backdrop drivers, it's like one of my favorite things in the world. Lift them up and then yeah, boom, the back leg straight down, powered craziness. That wasn't this. It was what he was going I've for. I've seen Jack Voltage do this move. <laughs> oh, that's how you can tell it was shit. Nah, he's never done suplexes. Uh, <laughs> done more than I ever have. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I think so- you've got a better win-loss record than Voltage. <laughs> Love you, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I'm talking shit about someone I don't even know, really. That's I mean. am. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sure he's lovely. I don't I'm sure he definitely it. listens to the pod. Good stuff. Uh, backdrop by The Rock. One, two, three. Bridging suplex by The Rock for the one, two, three. The winner and still in the champion, Rocky Maivere. Happy they didn't immediately put the belt back yeah. on Triple H like I thought they might. But uh, you know what I hate about wrestling fans? Those who chant, fight forever. Yes, This is awesome. We are awesome. Fuck them. But what I really hate about fans is when they walk through the crowd and throttle someone's valet. That is just inappropriate, Tax. And I was thinking, security guards should really, really try and pull this lady away. Because Mm. one of my pet peeves came true on this this, this pay-per-view as someone grabbed Marlena round the throat. Yeah. Say thank you, Daddy. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. You. Thank you. It was unbelievable. Like she looked. I have weird things. Oh, okay. Just carry on. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like the way I, China wasn't holding back. 
There was China, by the way, who appeared through the crowd. This mystery lady. This- it was a muscular lady tax. We don't know it's China yet. They didn't say her name. And uh, Marlena was obviously struggling because the muscular lady was definitely um, laying it in this like chokehold. Man, full sleeper, like yeah, yeah. She looked in a bad yeah. way and then let go. Joe was like, "Oh, it's a good thing we got her out of here." <laughs> Whatever yeah, that was. Sure. <laughs> I was like, all right. Then trying to play it off like it's a fan is a bit of a weird one. There's also a line which I was not too happy about with JR. He goes immediately as they cut uh, China choking out yeah. uh, Marlena ringside over the guardrail. JR goes, is that a woman? <laughs> I'm like, yes, JR. Okay. Mm. He was talking about Marlena. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not quite sure. But great way to debut. The chest didn't, you know, <laughs> give it away. <laughs> great way to debut a character uh kind of i've never liked the idea of like the whole oh it's a fan attacking the wrestler like i would have liked trying to jump the rail then grab marlena because yeah. it's part of the show like um i don't mind like kayfabe uh like storylines that cross into reality you mean when that raw was in milan and the fan came out to win the ic belt and it sure. turned out to be santino morello who's now a full-time roster member but that was like pleasantly silly so it was almost enjoyable you know what i mean yeah this was like they're trying to play it off like a fan has attacked a wrestler and there's just that one thing in the back of my head which is always like well what fucking idiot's gonna see that and be like oh i can do that as well yeah yeah, that's the one thing I'm just like, eh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But it did lead to FTR doing the greatest thing at Hall of Fame ever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's I shot. mean, Dax, forever. So yeah, cash, cash, forever will be in my good books because yeah. of that moment. And now with the narrative of their like, the fandom of Brett. The fact they let Braun Strowman go after he defended Brett and all that sort of shit. Like, yeah. Don't, that never sat right with me, but please continue, sorry. And, and even at that time, you didn't know their like affinity for Bret Hart. Yeah. So sure. even more so, it's a case of you understand now why. Quick question. Yeah. Dax Harwood has been getting a lot of good props, for, but probably because he's been very vocal on social media of his fandom of Bret, putting on these very good singles matches. Yeah. And he's doing a very good job of pitching himself accidentally for wrestler of the year. he's not he's not gonna be but he's very good he's very good best tag team by a fucking mile yeah but you know go and sign in WWE and shave each other's backs yeah Because they're in touch did, with did good wrestling did you see wrestling. the uh, maximum male modelly guy maximum thing. male models uh, Massey I absolutely love it I love the gimmick it's the it's worst thing great. ever which makes it so great man sewer sewer and you see the spelling yeah <laughs> With like all the overs and XRs. So I love the fact that Mansoor has now gone and deleted the entire Twitter history. Has he? And, and changed like buy the link to like <laughs> maximummailmodels.com. He's like fully bought into this game and could get dropped in three weeks. Sure. And well, then, I mean, it's going to be crap in a few weeks, but right now it's very funny. And it's everyone, and everyone was shitting like, they're going to bring Adam Cole up and make him a manager. And it's like, well, look what they've done to Eli Drake. Yeah. Because he's going to make a lot of money out of this. Oh, mate, can you imagine them doing this to Adam Cole? Eli Drake's shit. Yeah. Right, he's terrible in the room. I've never enjoyed his matches. I'm sorry. I know some people like him. Good on the microphone, cool. which is why he's a manager. I think he's okay on the microphone. <laughs> he's that Ro- good. Poor Robbie E, though, yeah. sitting there going, wait, I've been doing the manager thing next. Oh, Who's one fuck. of the funniest guys we've ever seen in all yeah. the podcasts we've ever done. He's probably made me laugh yeah. almost the most. Like him and Owen. 
I like level pegging yeah. in terms of comedy. Wow, I mean, that is from a comedy standpoint, still that's yeah. high praise to Robert put him in the E was fucking amazing in that TNA. The only yeah. good thing about it. Whoa, Aces it and Eights was the best thing about that. <laughs> it might have been that the rest was so shit that Robbie and Big Rob just stood out to me as this hilarious kind of odd couple, you know. When are we gonna start oh, we'll wait we'll get our matching jumpers in the winter. So we can start wearing oh, matching jumpers yeah, like sure. Robbie and uh, Big Rob. That. that sounds good. I've got Zubas now, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even going to explain that. I'm just going to let that comment go. <laughs> so Kevin Kelly with Vader backstage, another one of these four competitors. Vader does a promo. It's fucking awful. Bear Paul Bear is there. Yeah, Bear is better because it's bit I can't do that voice. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's way too bad. Thank yeah. you. Much for but yeah, again, we're seeing all the competitors. We know that Vader's going to be in there because it's going to be it's time it's vader time next up is a wf world tag team championship match of the owen hart the owen hart owen hart and the british bulldog the current champions who are accompanied by clarence mason because of course they fucking of course are, they are. Uh, versus a rematch of doug furness and phil lafon have returned after not being on any fucking show since canada well they earned their rematch because they won they even did. though it was by uh count out they Absolutely. won their match they did so it's good to have them back. And again, like we're talking about the best booking, the Bulldog Owen story is also bringing the undercard nicely. Yeah. So we've got the nation. Basically, anything Clarence Mason touches, gold. gold. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Uh, they replay Owen accidentally eliminating Bulldog from the Rumble. Careless. Yeah, careless. Just it's Bulldog's fault, really. I'd blame Bulldog. <laughs> Uh, so Owen and Doug have some amazing sequences at the start of this. I'm just going to the first yeah. it's funny. Uh, monkey flip roll through into pins, into head scissors from seated position to leg locks. Just unbelievably cool spots yeah. here. Um, that being said, Doug Furness and Phil Lafon, right? Really good workers. Couldn't find a personality with a barge ball. No, that's the problem. There's nothing in there. They've got nothing about their look. They've got nothing about their gimmick. It's basically... 80s tag team who'd be working like the NWA territories. Yeah, but That's those guys it. had like babyface heat and such. These guys, are, yeah, just but there. it's the appearance they've got. Is that yeah. that is how they were? There's no geeing up the crown. There's no come yeah. on or the classic. Let's go. Yeah. They are hella workers though. Yeah, you can see Bulldog and Owen are enjoying the match. Yeah, because they're uh, getting to do fun stuff. And, and Bulldog just, doesn't have to do much because it's easy. Absolutely. with these boys. Yeah. But that's the problem. And I wonder if that's why again they were never used because. At that time, doesn't matter if you can work a match, you've got to be able to do it. And that's why Owen Hart stood out, because he could work a match and have the comedy character. Definitely with Russo's yeah, oh, time yeah, period definitely. as well. Like, really, yeah. really seems to be the case. Um, Bulldog and Owen completely working heel here. Huh? Good. They've got a heel manager. Clarence Mason's there. Yeah, but they were kind of kind of baby faces on roll. Fucking tweeners. Yeah. The only thing... I, I know why they have to change. The fact they can change like this is very helpful. Yeah. But, like, they're cheating, they're doing stuff behind the referee's back, they're not tagging, they're just doing everything they possibly can. Every time the baby faces get some pops and stuff, Bulldog sucks them straight back down, yeah. and, you know, yeah, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Bulldog doing Owen's headstand flip. Woo! Yeah. Amazing for a man that size yeah. to be able to do that. Like, really, really impressive. Um, there's a whole bunch of, like, reversing cradle spots, like, you know, partners coming in, pushing the guy over, distracting the ref. The other partner from the other team comes in, reverses the cradle back. and Love that, that spot. It's so much fun. 
A really, really good match. Um, reversing cradle spots leads to Owen and Bulldog shouting at each other. So we start to get mm. that kind of hindrance of like one getting in the way of the other, etc., etc. Owen accidentally clubbers Bulldog with a spinning heel kick. Leads to more arguing. Owen straight up palms Bulldog across the face with a big slap. Leads to Bulldog punching Owen. But they still want to win. So Bulldog still comes in to break up the yeah. pinfall. And I'm like, oh, this story is so good. Like they can't lose. But they just can't get along. The brothers in law fighting yeah sure that's what they're going with it's great man this is one of the most fun bits of this whole story so far and then you're starting to look at what the mania 13 card would be you've got Mm. a title match you've got farouk ahmed bulldog versus owen potentially that they're teasing at this stage i always assumed they would tag and either break up or the other route yeah. that could potentially happen, Nudge Nudge Wink Wink Foundation, you know, in the future. <laughs> oh, the Nudge Nudge Wink Wink Foundation. Exactly. Doesn't yeah, John Cena so. do a lot of work for them? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, rush to the finish, but the rush lasts about 10 minutes. These guys are just going spot crazy. That's because they're told, guys, the main's only 20 minutes. We've got an hour of card to fill. Can you go yeah. an extra 10? And you- Doug, Doug, Bulldog, Phil LaFond and Owen are like, yeah, yeah. Please give us 10 minutes to run spots with all the crazy shit we've got in our our catalogs or whatever, you know? Yeah. This is current day tag team wrestling in the 90s. Absolutely. Because it had enough technical stuff, enough silliness, great spots, good tag spots as well. Yeah. And listen to the crowd. In it. Crowd do not give a shit when this match starts. They do not care about this face tag team. By the time they're 10 minutes from the finish, they're already hot. They're cheering, they're biting the pinfalls, they're getting into Bulldog and Owen arguing with each other, they're getting behind the faces just about, you know? Like, yeah. genius tag team work here from Owen and Brett. Owen and Bulldog, sorry, I keep yeah. doing that. And I wonder who formatted this match. Yeah, yeah. In Venice, though, like, Definitely the, Bulldog. <laughs> the, the old Japan boys would have done a good job of contributing to this, yeah, I think, absolutely. from a technical standpoint, and Bulldog was also there. Yes. But um, a Bulldog showing character, like I said, doing <laughs> Owen's little, like, flip up and yeah. everything he he was playing his role like bolder with character work here was great i wonder whether he was meant to oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the bit where owen steps in front of bulldog as they do their entrance yeah bulldog goes he's funny as owen i mean no oh, what a dick you yeah. Know? yeah yeah i'm not sure he's entirely there uh malfunction at the junction bulldog and owen collide bulldog picks up doug in the power slam but an angry Owen grabs his slammy, slams it into the back of Doug, causing the disqualification. So 2-0 and o against the tag team <laughs> yeah. champions, Doug Furness and Phil LaFarm. Brilliant finish. Keeps it going. Keeps the bounce. Doesn't put a loss on Phil, Doug Furness and Phil LaFarm as well. So sure. as you said, they're 2-0. Vince McMahon going, hey, listen to the crowd. They love this face tag team. Is this going to be the Mania match? I thought you were about to say, is this going to be the Mania main event? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be with the current state well, of the yeah. Down, you know? Yeah, great match, great career, great story progression. They've actually like exchanged blows now. Yeah. And then the frustration of Owen, no dicking about, wallop. Nice. Months and months and months yeah. of build. Really, really smart. And even here, they haven't just blown it off and gone, okay, now they hate each other. Because Clarence Mason is in... T- oh, by the way, he's here still. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't done anything else since. Doing good manager work. Like a, like a good heel manager. Never seen, never heard. <laughs> yeah. 
It's weird, isn't it? Um, he goes and gets their belts and hands them to Owen and Bulldog. And there's this brilliant standoff where Bulldog takes his belt and throws it down in disgust. And Owen poses with his and goes, <laughs> yeah, look where the tag jams. So funny. And Bulldog again gets handed the belt and slams it down. And then grabs the slammy and slams that down and breaks it. <sighs> You're like, what have you done? I'm half expecting Owen to go off, but Owen's response is like, damn it, you broke my slammy. <laughs> but he's so happy he's won still. Bulldog turned heel when he slammed that slammy into the ground. Absolutely. Boo hiss. Oh, it's so fucking silly, man. They kind of make up as they leave the ring. Owen, I don't know if you call this, Owen turns to Bulldog and you can see him mouth, you broke my slammy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. And all ad-libbed. Yeah, it has to be. All ad section. They had no idea they broke that slammy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really because good. if it was intended, as you said, Owen would have gone hell for leather. You broke my slammy properly. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Best bit of the show, this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hands down, unfortunately. Like, Rocky and Triple H can work, but this was the highlight of the show, <laughs> which is a shame because, you know, we've got a main event to go. <laughs> Doc Hendricks, who, by the way, has a mullet and bow tie combo. Very sexual. Is it? He's, he's sexual <laughs> white chocolate right now. <laughs> It's a rarity, at least. You never see a mullet and a t- bow tie. You see one or the other, but like, you know. Do you get dressed in a dark room? I don't know. People have mullets. Yeah. Tend not to dress fancy. <laughs> Terry Funk. I'm not, and his friend. I'm not broke, Terry. <sighs> Work out by jumping on the old trampoline, you know. We've all been there. It's knackering. Um, yeah, for sure. Doc Hendricks is interviewing Taker, apparently in the Smoker's Lounge. <laughs> it's like, you know, 90s and it's, yeah. Ooh, mystical. Yeah, um. So, Undertaker. Hmm. He's, he's dead, right? Yeah, sure, sure. He's a dead man who also buries dead people because he's an Undertaker. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, irony. Uh, yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> like the pie maker eating pies, you know? Like, who would have think? <laughs> anyway, um, um, there's this, this weird thing where, like, he's held as, like, one of the all-time greats and he's a, he's a hell of a worker and... A man's man and all that sort of shit, you know. Guns and guns and booze. Fucking awful promo. Yeah. This promo is so cringy to me. Like I I can't The Undertaker survived as long as it did with the Undertaker gimmick because he didn't have to cut promos. Yeah. And in ninety seven they're just like, Oh, we're gonna take away Bearer. You're gonna be slightly more goth and they'll sort of yeah. decide he's gonna be more goth, who knows? And he's going to cut promos now. And it's, no. Ministry do Taker was okay because it was, again, by and design. It was so silly. He's got yeah. bearer by side. He's got 20 other Russo guys. booking. Yeah. Absolutely. Russo writing. Where to, Stephanie? It's all one liners. One of the. Genuinely, that's the greatest soundbite you'd ever get from The Undertaker. Where to, Stephanie? Shit. Wow. Yeah. It's definitely not rest in peace. No. Because that is lame. Where to, Stephanie? Such a good line. Yeah. Such a great line. Here's here's a goth. It's, it's basically like um, the IT crowd from goth to boss. Hi, I've got an I've got a show for business now. <laughs> sure, I yeah. used to be miserable, and now I can show for billionaire princesses around the world. Where to, Stephanie? Um, Taker says he's rediscovered his edge, but not all of it. No, because Christian wasn't there. <laughs> but it's coming to him. What does that mean? <laughs> I've rediscovered my edge. Not all of it, but it's coming to me. 
I've completed most of the puzzle and I'm going to finish the rest later. <laughs> uh, Taker says he may kill the other three men in the main event tonight. Can you do that, Joey? It's not when or how, but we rest assured it will happen. And he goes, rest in peace for some fucking reason. Rest in peace, bird's eye. Garden frozen, frozen from a uh, from field to freezer in less than an hour. <laughs> it's the big friendly undertaker. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, 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 canes a can't. <laughs> yeah, promos are shit. Not good at all. Rumble replayers, JR and King have a chat focusing on Austin's unseen elimination and Austin eliminating Brett. Uh, the Western Union, oh, the Western, Western Union, Union the, the easiest and securest way to transfer money worldwide. Can you imagine going to a show? You've paid your $50 or whatever to go sit, you know, middle tier, watching the ring, everything, and you've just got a blimp <laughs> in front of your face. Nothing. It's more important in the world of professional wrestling than a blimp. <laughs> than a blimp, an indoor blimp. I guarantee you that is where Danhausen decided that would be part of the gimmick. <laughs> ah, yes, my blimp and my PT Cruiser, where I've owned 50% of those things. Uh, sure. Actually, you, I've, I've had two had, PT Cruisers had in my blimp. lifetime. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had two blimps. <laughs> you had a PT Cruiser? I, I've had two PT Cruisers. Was it a piece of shit? I, lo- I fucking loved it. Okay, this is American, so I assume it's crap. I loved my PT. My first PT Cruiser was brilliant. My second PT Cruiser was really good until it blew up. Yeah, but you drive a Peugeot, so what do you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's got a it's got a fold down boot, so I can put my compost in the back because I'm that middle class. It does absolutely. I drive a Seat; it's not much better. I was at McNade yesterday waiting for someone to come meet me for some afternoon cake. Obviously, taking my job very seriously, driving to Faversham to go meet someone for cake. McNade's, yeah, lovely, love McNade's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but whilst I was waiting for her to arrive, I was like, "Ooh, Scotch bonnet plant. Maybe I could do that." And I got a strawberry hanging basket because my oh, strawberry sounds- plants have been vanquished. So there's now hang on the Warhammer. <laughs> house a nice uh, strawberry hanging basket which oh, i must cool. remember to go and water before i'm eating later scotch bonnet chilies mm. okay you didn't yeah. go that route then no because i only had one hand spare so i oh. thought go for the hanging uh, strawberry basket it's weird that we've got to this point in our lives i drove to a garden center the other day to buy a wheelbarrow oh yes sp- genuinely buying a wheelbarrow <laughs> is the best thing i've done for my garden it's yeah. great it saves you so many so yeah. much time wandering back and forth carrying yeah. bits of wood or whatever 100%. um but like uh i actually spent 10 minutes just looking at plants it was like oh, these look nice in my garden <laughs> i've got to that point apparently ah uh, see so now do you get to, have you got to the stage though where you actually take the label out and go oh i've missed the opportunity to really plant this now maybe i'll wait till next year i, I know what perennials means Ooh, so there we go that's nice. a new one <laughs> Very nice. I'm a city boy. I've never gardened in my life. I've had gardens, but the the peasants did it. (laughs) Hang on, that's my line. Uh, I'm I'm getting more into it now. Obviously, I've got more space than the uh, the previous place. I mean, we had a nice enough garden in the last place. This is very interesting for the pod. Hey, um, (laughs) you leave my hydrangeas out of this. It's more interesting than this fucking main event. I know what Hydrangea is now as well. Time for your main event. <laughs> go, go, Hydrangeas. Tax. Yes. Rules. Yes. Now, I just assumed fecal four-way or whatever it's called. I definitely didn't clock the rules because I think when it, they were doing the announcement to come in, I was going to go for a drink. So when shenanigans started happening, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Okay. So a graphic comes up. I, I say a graphic. It's like someone MS Paint got, got an MS Paint, drawn them out, smothered grease across it, and then shot it on like a two mil camera. It's it's not the clearest thing in the world, but anyway, that's just me bitching. Uh, the match rule number one: the match begins with all four superstars in the ring. 
rule number two. There are no countouts or disqualifations. I'm like, okay, four-way right, triple yeah. threat rules. Yeah, no problem. Just like in the bedroom. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the safety words? Thank you. I almost has dropped way too much information for this podcast. Uh, rule number three. A superstar is eliminated. Wait, what? So it is elimination. It's not just one fall. When thrown over the top rope or both feet land on the floor. But I'm sorry. And both feet land on the floor or by submission or pinfall. Ooh. Rule number four, the last superstar standing will be declared to the champion. So it's a four-man battle royal with TNA rules. Yeah. This is not a reverse rumble. Thanks for bringing that back, TNA. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But immediately I'm like, oh, so no one's taking a pinfall. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> when I realized that there are people trying they- to throw people over the top rope, I was like, hang on. I understand why this rule's been put in. Yeah. Because none of these four because we might need them at Mania, I can take a pin. Absolutely. It's like Vader might eat a tombstone. Yeah. If we're lucky. But yeah, no, no one else is doing it. And instantly, my big match feel of like, all right, final main event, Taker, Austin, Brett, like this is going to be fun. Vader's also there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <God>. awful. Yeah. <laughs> what dog shit main event. I mean, th- this lasted, was about half an hour, I yeah. think, bell to bell. Genuinely, I haven't needed to look at my notes at all for this show. I, I noticed that you haven't looked at a single one. There's not much to... Yeah. Because I think I've written maybe four things about this. Sure. Which is to do with the finish and Vader's eyeball. Yes. Because it, it's not the worst eye injury he's ever had, but it's not very nice. No. And him it, taking off his mask later on. Yeah. But basically, there is a lot of shenanigans in this match. They try and throw each other over the top rope or going for the occasional sneaky pin. It starts getting interesting when they go through the middle rope. I mean, shall we talk about the Irish whip? Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, oh, before we do, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there, I promise. Um, firstly, the weirdest bit for me uh, to start on this match is hearing Austin's uh, glass smash and no pop. Yeah. Weird. It's just, not there yet, is he? just can't get used to it. Like, I, I keep thinking about this storyline. is very interesting with Austin and Brett thing, but seeing, oh, sorry, Sean and Brett and everything else is the most mm. important stuff. But Austin is the real thing that's intriguing me now because he's he's not over. No, and he's not he's not got heat where they're booing as he comes. It's it's indifference. Yeah. But then we're one year away from him winning the belt against Sean at WrestleMania 14. But I don't think this is the best crowd anyway. Other well, than like getting near to the end of the tank match. Has he been over match. really anywhere else? He was with his fighting with Brett in the Rumble. And in fairness, yeah. we've only seen Austin, the times the crowd have been excited when we've watched Raw Rumble Raw and Thursday Raw Thursday. Sure. They, it's they when they've Raw. been doing a lot of dicks. Dick, dick, they've been doing a lot of dicks. And then after they finish doing a lot of dicks, <laughs> they uh, they dick about. Well, they instantly. Maybe I'll need him. Bloody Marmite driller. <laughs> Can't say that. That is literally what everyone called me <laughs> at school because of my brother coming out. No, I know. It's okay. You've got a gay brother. You can say whatever you want. It's fine. I don't think that's, that's how, how it works. Friends. I've got black friends. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Armin Johnson. <laughs> He's no one's friend. <laughs> but it's just that, yeah, the fans are dead in this arena. Other mm. than Brett and... Oh, sorry, um, I don't, I'm doing that now. Um, Owen and Bulldog. Yeah, it's different. Bringing it back. You're so used to going Brett and Owen. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's been no real pop. Even when China 
sorry, the, that muscly lady. Some is muscly that a woman? woman that we don't know who it is. Yeah. Even then, they're like, "What? What's going on?" Yeah, didn't give a shit. Who's the take? Who, I mean, who's continentaling Marlena? We are in Tennessee. They don't have soap in Tennessee. <laughs> Hello to all of our listeners in Tennessee. <laughs> Tell your Mary's a cunt. That that's a. Uh... Oh my God! Comedian did wrestling. Got pile driven by Jerry Lawler. Andy Kaufman. That's an Andy Kaufman line. I'm do do from Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> this is a bar of soap, <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, big reaction for Brett, but he has a little like uh, backstage thing with Kev Kelly. God bless Kevin Kelly. Please bring him to AEW. Um, notice that um, JR was not, yeah. yeah, big change. JR on Rampage, recorded show, really fucking good idea. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying. In fairness, though, like the three man of Excalibur, JR. Tony, still, I, I still really like it. Yeah, but I think diversifying, getting ready for succession planning. Yep, and also having Jr. for the big matches gives them that extra bit of a big <laughs> match feel. <Distraction. laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I love Jr. The last six months on, mm. but also if you're thinking with the uh, the Rampage Rumble, yeah. They couldn't have Ricky Starks. They couldn't have Jericho on comms. How did they cram a whole rumble with that many people in like half an hour? They certainly were. The intervals, either it was cut, those intervals were not the uh, the time allotted they yeah. suggested. It was like two seconds. Oh, here's the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, here's Max Caster from the acclaimed. Yeah, exactly. Scissor me, daddy. Ass. Uh, Brett puts everyone over in his little promo, but he also cuts this beautiful line at the end and says, May the best man win. Me, yes, Brett. Like, yes, God, I love it. Slightly heelish, but that's what we've been seeing. Mm. Or have we? No, that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure he's a heel yet. Yet, yeah. But it's planting the seeds because we know where we need to get to. I, I, I thought we'd be there by now. Well, no, because he needs to say face. I know there's the the, yeah. the the famous you know Austin Brett thing, the the double turn. Let's just mm. say it. Well, we thought there'd be a bit more of this because we're in the contract issue and everything. Still a couple of months to go though. Well, yeah, a month and a half to go. Still got six weeks. Yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, big match feel, kind of as they ring the bell, and then you realise, oh, this is matches ninety percent walk and brawl. It's yeah, because it's rumble. It's rumble yeah, tactics. It really is. They pair off. It's basically Brett and Austin and then Vader Taker uh, for like the vast majority of the. Um, sorry, yeah. Takes me. Don't know what that is. Uh, Vader eats a chair to the face. Bus Vader opens. My missus will not stop texting me. I'm going to put on airplane mode. That's so <laughs> harsh. <laughs> She's just sending me something that is not relevant to this whatsoever. Uh, Vader eats a chair shot to the face and busts his eye slash cheek, whatever, open. Absolutely brutal. See, I thought he did his eye when he went into the steps. No, it's it's when uh, take, um, Vader runs in with a chair, lifts it I up am- into his face, and Taker just, boom, boots yeah. the whole thing. Stiff and as it is a nasty, like a big deep cut on yeah. the on, start to the left of his eye. Absolutely. I don't think it's anyone's particular fault. I think Taker didn't need to slam his boot into the chair, to be totally yeah, fair. You know, as we've learned from now, from times in the modern world, Taker is a prick. It does seem that way. Bit I, of a bully. I love the way that I, you're so used to seeing people run up with the chair in front of their face, waiting for the spot to happen. Yeah. And the kick comes and blah, blah, blah. I don't even know this, but Vader, he like swings the chair up above his head and then goes to bring it down yeah. and kind of whoop. And it's like a really clever little moment. But then, <laughs> but then. <laughs> he takes that and completely shits on it. Uh, by the way, Taker kicks out of a botched stunner at one point here. And the funniest 
Irish whip of all time happens. Oh, what a dream. It's maybe one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in pro wrestling. I rewound it 20 times. Yeah. Just on repeat, just endlessly watching it over and over and over again. You can see it on our Twitter feed, at World of Rest Pod. Sure. So, Vader and Austin are on the outside. Austin, Through the middle rope, of course. Of course. Austin whips Vader. <laughs> Sorry, straight, whoopah. Straight away, I'm like, hang on. How does that work? Because Vader's like three times the size of Austin, but he's taking the Irish whip on the outside, no problem. Um, well, hang on. Brett Power slammed him the other day. Yeah. He's only to like 200 pounds. <laughs> Vader runs towards the steps where Austin whipped him. Kind of stops, kind of zigzags a little bit, uh, detours towards the timekeeper, then accelerates, <laughs> smashes into the timekeeper at ringside. This was a pure case of, right, I'm going to Irish whip you into the guardrail, and they went the wrong way. Yeah. So instead of the reversal to... They're just bumping the steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas Vader ran and was like, fuck, I've got guardrail to go into. I'm going to squish the timekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite bit about it right is after vader does his little kind of like zigzag to get to where it needs to go on the irish whip he kind of slams this guy into the guardrail looks back and goes did i do all right <laughs> this little look on his innocent yeah. face poor vader man fucking hell but so there you go there's the two spots yeah fucking that's that's the, whole that's match, the match, match yeah until the finish vader oh god vader put brett in a sharpshooter at one point yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck on the can outside can he do that joey yeah can he seriously do you do you think brett signed off on this i mean i, there's no. a fucking, I think vader went into business for himself yeah but brett was just like get the fuck off me because it doesn't last i will power slam you again absolutely so take a moves out of the way on the vader salt no finish this time unfortunately farouk is smarter than the undertaker apparently uh no one yet to take that move that's his on yeah absolutely <laughs> he knows everything yeah no one's taken the vader salt He's hit it three times, I think, in this run. Missed it every time. Every single one. I wonder whether anyone will ever take it. It's the flare, new flare off the top rope. <laughs> Vader doing moonsaults. Yeah, miss it. Stupid. Love it. Uh, Vader barely sells it, by the way, but he's back on the attack almost straight away. Brett punts Vader in the balls. Rightly so. He can definitely do that, Joe. It's no disqualification. Is he a heel? Well. Because Vader's a heel, right? Gotta take the big man down. But Vader's a heel. He stole his sharpshooter. <laughs> it's like, fuck the story. Boom. Yeah. Well, exactly. Vader's gone to piss himself with a sharpshooter. He's like, right. Right in the yam bags. Austin crotches Taker on the ring post. About 15 minutes in, they start to try and finally eliminate people over the top rope. Uh, the camera is focused on Vader and Taker. And then cuts to Brett, who has Austin in a fireman's carry position and just eliminates Austin out of fucking nowhere. There comes our main event. Oh, no, Austin's out. So God, the first one out. God damn it, Kevin Dunn. Didn't, barely showed it. Yeah. They did give you a replay because they fucked it up live. It's almost like they were trying... I wondered at this stage when they first threw him over if he was going to come back in again and try yeah. and rinse repeat. Oh, that would have been a nice callback. But no, nothing no. so interesting. He's literally... The longest, the story that's run through, the storyline arc that's run through since Rumble has been rectified with Austin being eliminated first. Yep. Seniority in the business there, isn't it? In the in the company. Vader's not going to go out first. Brett and that Taker are like, we're not being first out. So Austin by default. Yeah. I and aud- that's why he's not over. I audibly went, who booked this shit? Really? I was like, it has to be Austin and Brett at the end, right? 
Yeah, well, that's the story. That's the problem. That's the story, and they fucked it. Yeah. And already at this stage, I was like, right, well, it doesn't matter now. Although, again, I was like, oh, well, I, I know the Mania 13 main event, but I didn't remember... <laughs> Hang on. So, yeah. So then out next goes uh, Big Boy. Uh, there's a Vader goes out next. There's a, there's a moment where Vader hits Brett and then Vader takes his own mask off. Yeah. Because he's like, there's too much blood now. I'm done with this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 I mean, it's not much of a mask. <laughs> but <laughs> Bloody lucha traditions. <laughs> Where's the DQ? Can he do that, Joey? Uh, Bearer apparently hits Aker with the urn, but we don't see it because, you know, Kevin Dunn's a piece of shit. I have to show a replay later. That's why they have to do 12 cuts a second now. So Kevin goes, I won't miss anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Brett gives Vader a suplex in the tippity top. No Brett stroke this time. Holy shit mm, moment. Big bump. Like, do you think it would, the conversation was pretty much like, you, you're so big. We go to the top, we'll have more time for you to flip over. Yeah. He's doing moontops anyway, so he can take this bump. Yeah. Like, Vader, that's impressive. Vader, as I said, Vader was great. He's still no Bam Bam. And that's the problem. Because sure. I I will always, and I don't know why, I always compare the two because I think they were like big lads from the time I watched wrestling. Yeah. Agile big lads, but Bam Bam will, as you know, sound like a broken record. I will always go Bam Bam over Vader. Yeah. Vader can do the big spots and the big moments. You can't do the shit in between. At yeah. All. Whereas Big Lad could do it all. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Sharpshooter applied to Vader, but Taker is a fucking idiot and breaks it up because <laughs> it's elimination. So we have Taker and Vader in the ring, Austin back out to give Brett a kicking on the outside. The refs and agents have to get their shit in, so they drag Austin off of Brett, but Brett Austin will not leave the ringside. Yeah. It's almost like they're not trying any stupid mm. fucking agents. Uh, Vader up top to do the Vader bomb to take. Sorry, Vader up bomb to do the Vader bomb to Taker, but Taker sits up and punches Vader in the balls. <laughs> Again. Third, fourth ball shot in this match. Great power Uti levels of uh, tolerance of the ball hitting. It really is. Sending Vader over the top rope, eliminating Vader with a punch to the balls. <laughs> Football Sh- to the groin. Football to the groin. Shed can him. Uh, down to Taker and Brett now austin is still trying to interfere it is sloppy as all fuck there's definitely a spot where taker pricks up picks up brett on the shoulders do the tombstone austin's meant to grab the leg pull brett down taker goes out somehow right yeah they fuck it up entirely hugely they go back and forth doing this ball over and over and over and eventually brett just goes fuck off and just goes like take over <laughs> yeah. the top rope brett wins new new world champion undertaker standing outside just going fuck me yep but yeah I didn't think Brett would win this. I, I assumed he wasn't. It makes no fucking sense. Because he's not got the belt going into Mania. <laughs> Which is why we're sort of changing our order mm. for the pod. Because we need to find out what happens on Raw. So but to finish off, sorry. Yeah, to finish off the show. That's okay. So uh, JR goes, Undertaker had it. He had it. <laughs> like implying that Brett's stolen this somehow. Uh, JR tells us not to go away and we get a 10 second video package playing WrestleMania 13 and then come back to Brett celebrating. Yeah. Don't go away. Here's when you can buy your video of fucking weird. Brett going to the main yeah. event of Mania. Re, 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 re. Here comes Sid. Uh, Brett and Sid face off in the middle of the ring to end the show. It'll be Brett versus Sid tomorrow night on Raw, and we're out of here. So, we were now going to skip the ECW stuff, because this is where the ECW invasion happens over the next few weeks. We were going to go to kind of March time to pick up the story into WrestleMania. But, I think we've agreed now yeah, definitely. that we're going to add in next week's Raw, WF Monday Night Raw 197, the 17th of February 1997. Because not only do we have this Brett versus Sid match, we also have a few things we really want to see on this show as well. Yeah, Sable. Yeah, of course. 
Fuck Marrow. Yeah. <laughs> go do a disco dance. Uh, so uh, quickly, I know we've got a shoot now because it's kind of the end of the pond and everything. Um, can we have a quick discussion about the number of belts in wrestling? Oh, okay. Because there's technically going into this show two belt holders. Yep. Two. Because there's no women's champ, there's no world champ, there's only the tag. Was the, the women's title around at this stage? Uh, it's, did not... it's vacant. Oh, okay. A long-term vacant, but it's vacant okay. still. Uh, it's just it's it's crazy how many belts WWE, AEW, even New Japan have got at this point. And yeah, just, they feel so irrelevant compared to how these belts feel. Like Bulldog and Owen feel so special because they're telling these stories with the belts. This is why the Usos are more important now because there's no other tag straps. Absolutely. That's why the women's titles seem a bit better because they've forgotten to do this tournament at a later date for Naomi and Sasha Banks's tag straps, which are now definitely never going to come back. Sure. They I need just, to I'm... unify belts to give them some relevancy because at the moment yeah, everyone's absolutely. got them. And I look at it and I go, like you even said with AEW, you did not need an All-Atlantic Championship. You should have just bought in the trios belts. Yeah. Because you've absolutely. got enough trios to actually make it different. Mm-hmm. You've got all the Ring of Honor stuff in AEW now. And it's, just, it's too much. The FTW belt. Why Samoa Joe got a, more imp- a less important belt than Gresham, but he's presented more as a better champion than Gresham. Yeah. So you don't know which title is in the hierarchy of it. The TNT title was important. But I also wonder if Tony Khan's doing this, bringing the All-Atlantic by going, if we have to leave this network, just because we're going to call it the Dynamite Championship and go TNT, mm-hmm. I wonder if that will be merged with the All-Atlantic yeah. at Seems another day. So, which, which therefore is it foreshadowing to the following the network takeover and the new people in power on war? Is it like, was it Warner Media again they're with? I don't know. But there's been a takeover and there was all the talk of, oh, AEW could be in trouble. So I wonder if this is Tony Khan preempting. Because that, that was one of the, the glorious things I liked at the start of AEW. One world title, one women's world title, <laughs> tags. Yeah, sure. It's how we liked wrestling. Because yep. then your champions mean something. And now... Like on this show. Yeah. And because you've got the four biggest wrestlers in their in, the main eventers actually going for the strap. You've got the IC belt as the work belt for the next step to elevate you to be in that feud. And it focuses everything. In a world where everyone in these big corporates focus on like career pathway, mm. your career pathway is established opener, mid-card title, succeed here, progress to main event. Yep. Go leave Hollywood, rinse, repeat. Now, I think it's one of the huge... Sorry, yeah, go on. But, but, but now you can't do it. Yeah. I appreciate like when you had the John Cena US title run. Why is John Cena wrestling for a secondary mid-card belt? Mm-hmm. Who is IC champion at the moment? No fucking clue. I haven't got a fucking clue. No. I know that Lashley is the US champion because I saw him win the belt. <laughs> right. But I have no idea who's the IC champion. It's not Sami Zayn. It's R- oh, Gunter. Sorry, Gunter is the champion. Oh, okay. Great. He's been wrestled since he came to the main roster. Great that he was at Money in the Bank. Yep. Wait, he wasn't. It's only like the most impressive wrestler they've got on their roster. It's just... Yeah, too many. But at least they've like, as long as they don't split the world titles, I like keep, get it into a single belt. Just straight up. AEW specifically, like WWE, I've kind of lost faith so much. ROH belts, the Rev Pro belts, the New Japan belts, I just never want to see on TV ever again. No, unless they're on FTR because it's part of the gimmick. Sure, absolutely. That sort of thing is fine. But when Will Ospreay is coming out 
as the New Japan US champion to wrestle a guy that's not part of New Japan wearing the Rev Pro belt. You're just like, how is any casual meant to keep up with this? Yeah, and I know, know, I know. It was supposed. I think the Rev Pro thing is because Pack is wrestling Shota Umino at Rev Pro. Okay. So I wonder if it's a case of let's get Rev Pro some exposure because we're going to send Pack there to defend sure. the AEW belt. No matter the logic, it's no, just so it's confusing. pointless. Yeah. yeah, because again, if I'm a casual fan, it's I know Blood and Guts is obviously the draw, but it's amazing that in this forbidden door build up, you've got like seven hundred thousand viewers. Yeah. Do Blood and Guts know it? No New Japan involvement. You go over a million again because you've got your actual stories in there, mm. and you've only got one title in that Blood and Guts match. Sure. Well, it's been a fun show. Uh, what did you think of this pay-per-view? One cornflake. Um, yeah. That seems so harsh because I love this time period, but this is the worst of this time period. Yeah. And it's Brett winning a belt as one cornflake. It's Triple ins- H rock. Yeah. You know, Bulldog and Owen having a great barn burner of a match. Still one cornflake. One cornflake. None of it makes any fucking sense. And it was set, it started badly and finished badly with yep. a face off. Oh, come back after this message. You can buy a VHS in three months' time, <laughs> which you can't pre-order yeah. because we don't have the internet. <laughs> well, we get to see Brett and Sid next week, so hopefully things will pick up again. We're back to Raw. Awesome. Where can people find you on social media? Find me at Fanboy Rich and on the Wrestle Talks. <laughs> find me at the tex williams trying to not get booked into a match of sj randall yeah. so throwing a pole but also doing stand-up also doing stand-up maybe Yay. and also playing warhammer in the scab league down in folks and in kent yeah all right this is fun man. happy days see you next week for more monday night raw i hope vince is back on commentary <laughs> the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking about. Just a minute. Get Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books.